0: What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm
1: Matt. Joining us today is the super talented Mr. Seth Worley.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4 (laughs) d After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, we're working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, gr- queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and mograf.com, of course. And you can send us anything you would like to hear about on this show. To our email address yes. So for those of you who are like You don't talk enough about such and such Literally send us an email And yeah. tell us what you want to hear about And, and we'll, if you we'll do say talk You it.
1: talk too much about such and such Don't send us an email I'm, yeah. I'm
0: I mean I do say it. say you can send <laughs> grievances, grievances Yeah, grievances. Send in your yeah grievances. But just be nice about the grievances yeah. Don't be like I can't believe You talk so much about render engines Nobody wants to hear episode that
1: episode ever
0: Yeah there you go <laughs> Don't be comic book guy. That's all I request. <clears throat> so, noob or expert, if you have a beginner question, please do not hesitate to ask. Yeah, we really like to get beginners into this industry with the show. And uh, if you're if you're a noob and some of this terminology and things like don't quite make sense, just trust me. Just stick with it for a little bit. Yeah. You're going to hear so many buzzwords and so many technical words and all of the things. But eventually. They're gonna to start to osmos into your into your head brain. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't get frustrated frustrated about that. You you'll absorb it. I used to listen to a show called Security Now back when I used to commute to to work and things. And uh whenever I did that, I had no idea what he's talking about half the time. Networking yeah. packets and All that kind of stuff. And then I just started kind of understanding it just because I kept hearing it over and over. So if you're new, stick with it. If you're an old pro and you really want to dive deep into a subject, let us know. Uh, I mean, I still don't know know
1: what I'm talking about half the time.
0: I mean, neither do I. I don't know what I'm talking about 99% of the time. (laughs) I just fake it.
2: I always know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm (laughs) in full control of the ship at all times.
0: (laughs) I'm like, Ray, I believe that. What is that?" that? <clears throat> ray epsilon that's a new ghostbusters character right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, this week we've been very very busy very so busy. extremely busy with all the things and uh, we've got more projects that we can than we can handle mm-hmm. uh, which is great we feel very fortunate but we've been so busy that we don't have any notes in general yeah. we don't have a lot from the past week so again another reason that it's really nice to have people email because if we're having a bad week and i say bad week as in we're having a good week but we're not having a you know a lot of i'm not sitting there surfing the interwebs finding articles to talk about that's what i'm saying so uh that's why that's helpful it's been a very busy week so it it, it will be a short show
1: it was so busy i could tell that it was busy it was so busy that uh i got my notification for my screen time on my phone and i was down on average
0: two hours a day wow (laughs) Which is like You're not on TikTok enough.
1: I'm not. No, it's like I get yeah. done work and I go to bed.
0: You know, my
2: phone thinks I'm dead at that point. It like alerts the authorities. <laughs> yeah, and a fall alert. But he's not using his phone.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it did go down from eight hours to five hours a day. You know, but uh eight
0: hours a day.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how accurate that is. Like, I I, I feel like mine's pretty accurate. There is no way that I can be on my phone eight hours a day.
0: I would say that that's an accurate number based on what numbers you have compared to what numbers I have, because I don't think I'm on my phone half as much as you are. And mine says four hours a day.
1: Yes, but I also do all my like slack and stuff. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. On my phone. TikTok. And TikTok. Lots of TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah, there's and always TikTok. at least a Mostly couple TikTok.
0: of TikTok. <laughs> Dude, I spend way too much time on it. Dorpy is on TikTok, by the way. Yeah. If you want to check out Dorpy. It's not just clips from the show. Dorpy actually is doing his own TikToks every once in a while. So make sure you check out MoGraph.com on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to... Yeah, it's going to be a short show. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn a lot about Seth today because we don't have any other topics to talk about. <laughs> And uh first of all week wrap up just a couple quick things I wanted to talk about here. Number 1 get get well soon, Ren. Yeah, dude. Ren, Ren has busted his freaking Collarbon. collarbone, yeah, I guess. Yeah, his collarbone. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's going to suck for doing Yeah. videos for a <clears throat> little bit.
2: How'd that happen? So well I soon. I didn't follow that at all.
0: I don't know. Did he He's fall off his, his one uh, wheel? Yeah, he fell off his one wheel.
2: I should have assumed that's how it happened. Right? But I mean,
0: I didn't. I, I didn't know. I just assumed.
2: <laughs> he's okay, right? It's okay to make that joke. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's mean, okay. He
0: posted on Instagram. He's, he's didn't he also get hit by a car on
1: his one wheel?
2: Yeah, I remember oh, that. I don't know about that. I think I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that did happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, but oh, wow. he's hopefully okay.
0: Yeah, but I, it sh- he showed the x-ray on Instagram. Like, you can see his shattered bones inside of it. His- oh,
2: see, if he fell off a one wheel, it's still cooler than the way I did that in high school, which was <laughs> on a on a Razor scooter going downhill. <laughs> somehow trying to impress a girl on a oh, Razor man, scooter. Oh, man,
1: isn't it always impressing the girls? That's The one yeah. bone that i broken was my ankle dropping into a bowl, you know, skateboarding when I was 25 years old. Old, and you know you
2: what? Know? It works. They're always impressed.
1: <laughs> she was not impressed. No, nope. she was not impressed. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> slash oh, R slash
0: fine. never broke a bone. Wait, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say something. Now I forgot. Dang it! It was very important about breaking
0: bones. No, bones? Ve- it was very important. The bones uh, are their Mo-Graph
1: money. news, but now I now I forgot. It must have been. Must not have been that important. Oh well.
0: Oh. Hmm. So anyway, get well soon. Yeah. We can start making, or you can or you can start making uh, um things again, and we can start talking about uh, him being on the show because he's going to be on the yeah, show. He will. We're, we're talking. I just got to message
1: it. him, be like, "Hey, uh, I remember the very you important agreed, information. But... The very important MoGraph What's information.
0: That? What's that? It's Seth's birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Seth's birthday Happy today. Birthday. Well, thank you. So Skype has like the worst interface e- ever, as we all know. Uh-huh. But what it did do was it changed the reaction emoji at the bottom. Because you know how much you get on Skype and you have to hit the heart button right, and of course. react. Because that's what you do Always. on Skype, apparently. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so it changed the heart react button to a birthday cake. And I'm like, why does this have a birthday cake all of a sudden? It just doesn't make any sense. And then I moused over it. And Skype literally says, it's Seth's birthday today.
2: That's Uh, funny.
0: I'm like, okay. So you can click it and balloons happen or something. Uh, It Skype is dumb.
2: Well, but that's fun. It is dumb, but that's fun. You're right. It doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't allow you to communicate very well, but it does, it does generate birthday (laughs) cakes. So accurately,
1: if you want to check everyone's birthday, you can just Skype every single person in your contact list every day and see if the little birthday thing. Since we don't go on Facebook anymore. How how
2: else are we going to know? You know? Yeah, that's
0: true. Facebook, of course, they maybe
1: it's did. all linked up through the uh, the chip that they put in the vaccine. So, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's how wow. they knew it was your well, birthday. I'm only
2: have vax, so that's impressive that they got that. Well, I guess that's that's fundamental information right there. Does right. that mean it it's make your make half birthday? Yep, half or half birthday. <laughs> half no vax point. birthday.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah that's good Dave. um that's good. Other, th- <laughs> other things on the the week wrap up just real quick i want to say shout out to pickle nick who is killing it yeah editing the houdini class right now Yep. holy crap like how many videos did he edit in the last week and a half see Two you, weeks? Just like need, 40 you just something need you just need someone
1: to do a really bad job to realize how good a contrast. competent person can actually how much a competent person can get done right you know
0: yeah, he, I, I looked at the, the rundown. And I'm like, you edited all these videos already? So, 18.5 is coming out. So, so we've got it edited. The next step, it's got to be built into a new course, which is going to be distributed to everybody who currently has the course. And mm-hmm. then the new course, the 18.5 Houdini course, will be the only one that is sold after that. Mm-hmm. So, you can buy in now. You'll get the new course, but you will not be able to get the old course after that. But I mean it so still has want,
1: it's it I mean you're not gonna be out of date, right? As long yeah, as you're using it's, it, the newest eighteen five.
0: It basically there are some people that I think would like to have the older version yeah. for reference. And yeah. that's the only way that you can get that is if you get it now. And other people have asked about does this have eighteen point five content? Is this relevant in eighteen point five? Uh been commenting things and my answer to that is yes. Just go ahead and buy it because you will get those eighteen point five updates. If you yeah. want to wait to take it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to buy it now and wait to take it because you do want to use eighteen, but you want to have the old ones for reference, just go mm-hmm. ahead and buy it. You know. See,
1: here's the uh, the hardest thing for me. I've already one hundred percented eighteen. You know,
0: right. And right, so right. I'll
1: get the eighteen point five, and I'm going to be back down to zero. I don't know if I can handle that. I may have to go through and take the course again.
0: Well just a one hundred percent that one. What we are gonna do is go through and make sure that we <clears throat> mark the ones that have new content so people know like this is updated or you don't have it's to smart. take this one again. We definitely want people to know which ones are which because and that was the other thing too, is I didn't want people who have one hundred percent of the course yeah. to be like, Oh, this is all messed up now because we're editing things, we're changing chapter numbers and things, yeah. and it would screw up everybody's progress. No more report, chapter 13. So. There's no, yeah, I, that has been changed. Chapter, there's no chapter 13. It goes from yeah. 12 to 14. Yep. Uh, that's for Mark, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so that will be happening hopefully soon. Um, he has a speaking event that he's doing on March 4th, and so, so cool. we're going to make sure that May, f- uh, May 4th, we've got it out by then. Uh, sorry, May the 4th. Yeah, May the 4th be with May you. May
1: the 4th be with you,
0: and uh, also if you missed it, go check out Mixmaster Mike on our live episode of the drop from last Thursday. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I need to totally make a story out of your, your last comment there.
1: I was, I would, man, it's not often, it's not, it's not often that I get kind of starstruck, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, Beastie Boys were a huge part of my growing up and stuff like that. And having a legend like Mixmaster Mike on the show, like I, I didn't feel like I could like, tease or joke around or something like that you know and i all i yeah. wanted to do i had so many beastie boys puns ready
0: <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> and you should I, have I given did, them to dorpy
1: yeah i didn't say any of them you know except for the last end at except the end the last you know? one that was good <clears throat> so
0: yeah that was hilarious
1: oh thank you xj ben bell zero mm, thank you for your spam yes, I i'll do definitely not click on that thank you that link
0: seems legit right, <laughs> right? <laughs> i'm sure it's fine stupid people all right um also wanted to say this thursday you need to make sure you mark (coughs) your calendars again and join us for another thursday night live episode of the drop because we will be talking with octane jesus david Aryev, and luis miranda (laughs) along with collector uh peter costi Mm -hmm. who is really going to give us some insight from a collector's point of view and I think it's going to be a great discussion especially with Aryev there Mm -hmm. because he's just so in tune with all these collectors and everything that's going on in that space right now and and so like he's just uh, he's just like he's the hub he's the center of everything Mm -hmm. right now the Jesus, the Octane Jesus Jesus. he can tell us all about what's going on in that space and what people are doing and and, um, I think it's really good to have information on how collectors are perceiving this industry, For sure. uh, what they're doing. And some, a lot of collectors like to stay private. That's the thing. It's, it's like yeah. hard to get them on the line and actually talk. Um, some collectors, especially the ones that have like a lot of crypto money in the bank, they try and stay kind of anonymous, which is yeah. understandable. Totally. Because they don't want people trying to hack them or doing any, anything shady. Uh, They don't want people to know that they have, I mean, who knows? It could be, it could be like your friend or something, right? Like Mm -hmm. down the street, they're secretly like crypto rich and they just, they don't want people to know because then get weird. Yeah. So um, it'll be nice to have a collector on the show and talk a little bit about that. So join us Thursday and that's about it for week wrap up stuff. The only thing that I had for Ravcock, I just, wanted to say i'm lazy and i have not watched jules's it's so good <laughs> talk it's, yet because it's, it's not on youtube and i'm it's good
1: uh, you know and like uh so chad ashley posted on the slack yesterday like uh, mm-hmm. an arnold preview or like he's saying talking about how arnold gpu is getting really good and it, it was so mega fast i'm really interested to see that speed in octane as well once they can get all the you know arnold's uh, standard surface stuff working in octane like I, I i think i think render like being able to do all these things in one place is going to be absolutely incredible you know because i'm like right now we're working on a project where i'm having to render out volumetrics and volumetrics and octane take forever. So I'm doing all my volumetrics, my spotlight volumetrics and stuff in redshift and just rendering out a, a, another pass. It'll be so much better when we can incorporate all these into one, you know? Yeah. Um, Only other thing I had on that was uh, X particles. X particles and uh, uh, octane have been weird lately. If you're using XP trails, um, do not change the uh, spline type. To anything but the default like say your splines if you're doing XP trails and like they're kind of segmented you know normally you'd go and you'd change your spline type and make it a little bit smoother like to a B spine or something it's not working in octane right now like it it mm. uh, when you're doing render as hair sorry when you throw an octane tag oh. on it and you do render as hair it like totally messes everything up so the way that I found to uh, fix this is using a most spline object so, uh, you do your normal XP trail stuff, but then you do a most blind object and throw the XP trails into the most blind object, and then you can change the amount of segments in there and then put your uh, renderer's hair on the most blind, and it works just fine.
0: You know what I would like to see in <clears throat> cinema is better control over being able to turn things off and on. For the sake of speed yeah. in the viewport.
1: I, I don't know. I, th- I I think that might be an S24 thing, because I know they updated the Solo mm. stuff, but I don't know if that necessarily turns the everything off. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the
0: thing. You could say, okay, do low quality, yeah. right? You can do that in the viewport, but then <clears> things <throat> disappear. It's just like yeah. an LOD thing, like... Instead of having like 100 segments, or yeah. uh, sorry, 100 cloners, it goes down to 10, whatever. Yeah. What I think would be really cool is if there was a way to track down an actual issue. Because that's the problem with me, is I'll, I'll be working on a project that's maybe not my own, so right. I don't know where all the bones are buried. And all of a sudden, right. there's a bunch of espresso, and somebody added a bunch of cloners, and there's some fields, and all this stuff is linked. And it's going slow as hell. And the first thing you do is you just turn things off to see if that works. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. You're like, oh, there's something buried in here, and something's taking up all the resources, and then you just have to go clicking around to figure it out. The problem is, half the time, if you just turn something off, it's still calculating it. And that's what makes me kind of crazy. And I'm sure there's probably a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just say you have a null, and it's turned off for render, it's turned off for... For viewport mm-hmm. well anything that's that it's doing probably needs to be calculated because what if you keyframed it to turn off and on the the visibility yeah and and turn the thing on right okay <clears throat> well that stuff's still being calculated now what gustav says layers the the answer to that is layers yeah is understandable because if you do it And if you do it, you got to click on it. you got to select children. you got to make sure all the children are in that layer. Then you have to turn it off and render. You have to turn off, okay, is this a generator? I don't know. You turn off generators. Maybe there's some espresso in there, and you go through all of this stuff. And then you realize that that's not what was slowing the viewport down. And you're like, okay. Because I really do – I do a layer called mute. Like 99% of the time in a large project, I have a layer called mute. And everything that I just need to shut it the hell off – (laughs) <laughs> goes in that layer, but I wish there was a way to say this is super laggy in the viewport right now because of this. Yeah, it's just hard to track that down. Right, it, it's almost
1: like a like a activity monitor or a task manager yeah. of what is That'd taking be super up the cool. most. Yeah, that would be cool.
3: Yeah,
0: because yeah, I mean, there's the stuff uh, sometimes that Max doesn't Honor even make sense. Line. Yeah, no, yeah. There, there's stuff that doesn't make sense sometimes. Like I'll have a um, a cloner, and it's got I don't know like. something we were working on the other day. It had a bunch of triangles in it, right? Yeah. Literally extruded triangles. So it's like one poly extruded Mm -hmm. and the other side is two polys. And then the part tracing it would be three more. So it's five polys. Mm -hmm. That should be fairly okay. But it was in so many cloners and there was espresso going on and there was some sliders and I don't know what else (laughs) because it wasn't my project. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, how are five sided triangles Making it impossible to hit play in the viewport.
1: I can't wait until all the, I I feel like the, what is it? The scene manager, what's the new node system in, in cinema?
0: I feel like once the the scene, yeah, this, are you talking about? Yeah. Like you talk about the nodes themselves or the scene manager?
1: Yeah. Like the actual like nodes. I feel like once we Mm -hmm. all start working that way, things are going to get a lot easier. You know, I don't know i'm interested to yeah to, to jump into that after this project is over
0: yeah anyway <clears throat> anyway we had to fill some time you know since we didn't right? think of anything so uh yeah i got uh <laughs> well i, I, I freaking work for know. max
2: on i should have been able to chime in on that conversation Yeah, i, 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 was, waiting. Well, I was waiting well <laughs> Yeah, here's <laughs> a problem. Work, from Maxon, but you work. I, I worked for rich, a company that merged oh, Maxon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, now I'm now I'm working for Maxon, having to learn once again how to use Cinema 4D, which I've learned right. four times right. already. And then I, I learn it for a project, and I'm like, this rules. This is so easy to learn. I yeah. now know Cinema 4D, <laughs> and then I walk away from that project and forget everything I ever learned.
0: Yep. Right. Yep. Isn't that the way it works? Yeah. That's how it works with. Quite a lot of software. The I good put, thing about Cinema 4D, though, is you come back and it's so intuitive, it's very yeah, easy to exactly. jump back into.
1: I put 90% of the stuff that I know uh, from tutorials. I just put them in the back of my brain, where I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't need to remember how to do this, because I know someone who will teach me how to do this, yep. you know? If you need it. If I need it, and then I'll just go reference that That uh
2: well, that I'll do that too, but again. I won't save the tutorial that I used, and I won't remember right. which one it was. right. right. And I was like, oh, I can find that easily. And then I don't yeah. even remember what I searched, what terms I searched to find it. And yeah, I'm like, right. it's there. It's out there. And it's perfect. And I don't remember what it is. Yeah. What helps me is to just make as extensive behind the scenes as I possibly can for the things <laughs> so right. that I can literally go back to that uh-huh. and be like, oh, that's what those things are called. That's
0: funny. Yeah. So I am trying whenever I have, quote unquote, free time to mm-hmm. uh, get back into Ableton just trying to learn a lot of... I'm not really trying to make a bunch of stuff. I'm just trying to learn about it. you know. Yeah. So I might put a tutorial on when I'm working on something else or whatever. But nerd that I am, mm-hmm. I open up Notion. And now I'm starting a Notion database. Oh, and I should have done... The, I mean, of course, Notion wasn't around. But I should have done this years ago in some fashion is is writing down what these tutorials are and what I found and why it's a good link and what I learned. So in Notion now, I started this tutorials database, and mm-hmm. all it is is the name of the tutorial and the link. It has a tag, so you can say, okay, this is like a technical tutorial, this is a dubstep tutorial, whatever it okay. is. But I'll put, I put a section called learned, and and I'll write what I learned. Like, oh, I learned this really cool. Um, shortcut key, like control E is to, Mm -hmm. is to slice. Or if you have a track, that's a wave in arrangement view and you click on it, you hit R, it will reverse the, you know, things like that, that Mm -hmm. you learn. And then the next time, just like you said, you, you come back and you're like, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was thinking like, I know there's a really good way to take a clip and move it to arrangement view a certain way. And so I went back, I started writing this down. So I actually have a record. And so now you can can take that, you can reference it, you can search it, you can send it to your friends and say, hey, you want to learn Ableton? (laughs) Here's what helped me. Mm -hmm. That's so so smart. That's my my version of that. That's so smart.
2: I do a version of that with story related stuff and writing related stuff. So, like story structure stuff, I have a whole Mm -hmm. Airtable, is like, I live on Airtable. What's Airtable? It's like uh, spreadsheets on crack. Okay. Um, oh, that's what uh,
0: Notion is. <laughs> it's well the competitor.
2: Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm familiar with Notion I've used it a little bit, but Airtable is. Um, I'm not familiar enough with Notion to say how how it, it similar looks, the yeah, two are. yeah,
3: just
0: from the, the it looking at it. it
3: looks
1: very. Similar.
2: But it's Gosh, yeah, man. I live on the thing. I have like shortcuts that build that like speak to the th- speak to and speak and 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 you know talk to. Uh, airtable, but like i 've got one with story structure stuff that 's like this entire database of like every possible resource i 've learned or can access to and I never even thought about doing it with tutorials it 's so smart mm-hmm. Cause like in airtable you can do like thumbnails and you can put in urls and 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 like you know tag stuff and link them to each other and i 'm not represented by airtable no matter how hard I try <laughs> every day to get their attention um Looking um, at
0: it, it, it does look v- like a very similar version of yeah. Notion.
1: Looks like a, pretty, That's the a prettier problem. version had, of Notion.
0: It is prettier, mm-hmm. but the problem is you never know about like features and things. And sometimes it's like, man, there's one feature yeah. that I really like on this other thing. It's not worth moving to just for that one feature. But yeah. this does look like the the interface is a lot The interface is everything for for me.
2: I am so superficial. I will go (laughs) with a prettier environment uh, Mm -hmm. over function. Yeah. And not all the time, Mm. but if it's just enough, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because it it does have, like, the integrations for me are something that are interesting because I was working with, uh, who was I working with? I think Jeremy and I were trying to figure out kind of a way to do something by connecting one thing through automate.io and doing a zapier and doing all this crap. And it's like, okay, we've made it too convoluted. It's too hard to integrate, but you know, I see this and it's like got integrations and I'm like, all right, huge, 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 huge. I need to move all the camp
1: Mograph stuff over to like something like this or, uh, just put it on Notion notion or something. That's a good idea.
0: The thing is, if you put everything Right now, on Notion, it's all just
1: an Excel file.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could you take Notion. a terrible and, like, idea. You could put the project <clears throat> stuff together, the Mograph stuff we're mm-hmm. working on, in with the Camp Mograph stuff, and then you could have your own dashboard. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. what I do. I have a dashboard that shows me my personal things I have to do, my work things I have to do. I'm such a Notion nerd.
2: Oh. So I'm equal on Airtable nerd. Like yeah. I, yeah. I get, I have like a calendly link just for friends to go to to schedule Airtable. Like me teach <laughs> them how to use Airtable <laughs> or how funny. to do things with it. Because I'm like, if I if 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 all if something happened to where MoGraph was outlawed or you know After yeah. Effects use was outlawed, it's like I, I feel like I have I could have a thriving career. Like it just. <laughs> organizing data for people which is the most right. mm-hmm. anti- antithetical thing to like what, you right. know, what uh, I present <laughs> as my thing that I do
0: yeah but it's satisfying there's something satisfying and, and it might be like the control freak in me 100%. that likes it but yeah. it's just like I can throw everything in here and then I'll, I'll do it, and I'll sit down, and I'll get it organized, and I'll update the status of everything, and I'll figure out what I have to do, and I'll put everything in my calendar, and then I'll be like, I feel like I should be doing something right now. Am I supposed to be doing something? Well, no, oh. no look at Notion. You're not supposed yeah. to be doing anything right now. Maybe you <clears throat> can play some Halo for right? a change. But
2: you know, Halo. secretly, it's a, it's an <laughs> ultimate form of procrastination. Like, I'm, pr- I'm organizing yes. all of my information. I'm, I'm preparing mm-hmm. It's really, I'm just putting off working as long as I can and hope and, and under the yeah. guise of yeah. making the work yeah. easier down the road.
0: Yeah. 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 I've gotten it pretty down to where I don't have to spend a lot of time in it anymore. But yeah, when when you are in the middle of a project and then you decide to geek out, it's like, uh, is the, this really worth the time or not?
1: The hard part for me is like keeping everything updated. Like right now, yeah. our project is just kind of like trashed on who's doing what and stuff and i need to go through actually add thumbnails but you know then it's like okay i'm gonna spend an hour and a half two hours doing that when i should be jumping ahead on some <laughs> more of the project you well, know what i'm saying that's
0: that's kind of one of those <laughs> things where you could either do it while you go mm-hmm. but if you don't there's something that uh, g the gtd method which is where I think a lot of the GTD method still stands, even though I don't use it all these days. Some of it is a lot of overkill. Mm-hmm. You know, like I even brought some of it back into Notion, uh, mm-hmm. some of that GTD, uh, G-T-D what does stuff. Stand for? Getting Guero- things done.
2: Guillermo oh. del Toro is what you're trying to say. You Guillermo- use Guillermo del yeah, yeah, Toro yeah. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Getting things done. Uh, it's a method uh, from what's his name? David Allen.
2: Yeah, David Allen. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. Yeah, At it a certain definitely. point, it becomes an entire extra area of your life—the management of mm-hmm. the areas of your life. If you like, that's how I am. Like, where I got to scared to open up my Things app because mm-hmm. I knew that I had fallen behind on it, and therefore, right. like, it was a whole other set of work I needed to do to reorganize and catch up on my, right. like, my to-do list and my my GTD, my Guillermo del Toro database. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is copyright David Code two thousand one. Right. Uh, the the whole thing about <coughs> getting things done method is you do something called a review. And it's got a little coffee cup on it. It's called the review. You're supposed to do it like every Friday or something, right? You sit down, you go through your list of everything. Even the stuff that's like long term and you just double-check everything. What I kind of stripped out of the getting things done method was the micromanaging of the names of tasks. And I tr- I shouldn't have done this in Notion, but I did bring in like the suggestion, suggestion that they have, which is doing an Epic and a Sprint, which an Epic would be like a long-term project, and a Sprint is a little thing you have to do for it, like mm-hmm. send an email or whatever. Now, back in the GTD days... When I really used to get into OmniFocus and things, I'd be I'd put all of that down. Like email is a thing you have to do, or mm-hmm. Drive is a thing you have to do, or print. It's like too micromanagey, right? Because yeah. you're never you you might, but if it's if it's useful for you, you could sit down and say, okay, sort by email. Oh, I have to email these ten people, but it usually doesn't work that way. So I even like hid all the sprints the Mm -hmm. other day because I'm like I'm just because every time you make a new project you have to sit there and say what it is that's a waste of time I'm never going to reference that node anyway Mm -hmm. we've gotten way too geeky with the GTD but if you go through Matt and you maybe say okay every Friday Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through and look at these things I think it's a good way to do it you won't you won't have to spend too much time working on it but these systems don't work unless you update them right right that's for sure like A contractor can't go in and say, oh, what's on my to-do list on my assignment board if it's not accurate? So, at least a week. That's generally what I do is every week I go through and clean up.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Organization, am I right?
1: I guess.
2: Hooray. Uh,
1: I've got a little little sticky pad that I keep on my desktop Mm -hmm. that I write things on.
2: Oh, you're stressing me out. No, actually... Right. I will say I have been using this thing I got on Kickstarter the Ug Monk thing the analog. It's like this cool little wood thing mm-hmm. and it, you have cards. It's very GTD. You have cards for yeah. you have next cards, you have someday cards and then you have today cards and every day you just write on their list your today like what the stuff is to get done today and then you mm-hmm put it in the thing like that and it sits on your desk oh. looking at you in a really nice aesthetically again the, esthe- the aesthetics are everything yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's pleasing yeah. but it's actually been really helpful during the pandemic when I like, like as I've been working I have so many like distractions I have three kids like so like yeah And up until we just moved into this house, like I was working out of a living room of a town home where my kids were (laughs) also doing school and everything else. Yeah. And so to have this one central little place that wasn't an app that didn't I didn't have to open up my phone or my computer to look at, but I could literally physically look down at my desk and be reminded Mm -hmm. like, if you're going to do one thing right now, you have time to do that thing. It's nice. And then what's cool is you get this stack of... Dead trees that you have all of your to-do lists that you've done, and on the back you can do notes and stuff anyway again, i'm not repped by ugmunk, no matter how hard I try.
0: But uh, well, a lot of people like to do that method, and they actually will write down if they didn't get stuff done the day before, they will rewrite their d- daily to-do list every day because it gets to the point where like if you, if you have to rewrite something like five days in a row, there's something that you're not oh taking care of if you finish. have to
2: rewrite it 5 days in a row you just stop writing it <laughs> it's terrible but yeah, like yeah. a lot of it for me is like i just stop writing it and i realize oh that may not be a big deal because the world isn't ended and i can just put that off the
0: easiest thing to do is just to have an epic or or a or anything like that that is uh, you know maybe not an epic or or a, like a uh, Maybe a status or, or something that you can write on it. Instead of saying, oh, I need to do this tomorrow or I need to do this week, you could say, whenever. It's a long term thing. So you can just put it in there and at least it's out of your brain. Uh, the other thing that I do, I, I don't like keeping like a general outboard brain inbox in Notion. To me, it's, it's like not a good way to do it. I guess you could make your own notion that is essentially an inbox, but I still use Todoist and just add everything to my inbox and then sort through it later. It's it's mainly for me about getting things out of my head so that it's not just looping in the back of my mind what I have to do. And then I'll go through that list and I'll start planning out my week. Like every Sunday, I kind of do... It's, it's almost like that Friday check-in where you're, you're going through, you're doing a review, you're checking all your things, and I'll go through on Sundays and I will literally block plan out my calendar for the week. Not everything's going to be a calendar thing, but you, you have some pretty big things like obviously meetings, things like I've got to work on this project, I probably need a good three or four hour block, you know, block that in at least. Um, I don't know, we randomly went off on productivity, but... What else do you do? What else do you do uh, for productivity?
2: Uh, Any other
0: secret methods?
2: What else do I do? So I use the Things app, Culture Codes Things. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just been my system for like over ten years. Um, uh, Mixed in with um, uh, my for notes, IA Writer is my favorite. Uh, kind of memo notes writing app because it's super clean.
1: Y'all got way too many, way too many things. I got, I got (laughs) nothing. I got notion and that's only because
0: Dave set it up.
2: Well, I've got
0: like, that's a good start for you though.
2: What, what I do like is that I've got shortcuts. I like building shortcuts because I'm a nerd. And (laughs) so I've got stuff to where like, if I'm in a meeting And suddenly I realize, oh, I need to write some of this down or I need to type some of this up. I've got a shortcut on my phone that I can hit meeting notes and it'll pop up. I'm not going to show you. (laughs) They all say happy birthday because like 80, all my calendars (laughs) include my birthday in it. So it's like, which one are you wanting to, to, what meeting are you in? It pulls from my calendar all my meetings and it's like, what meeting are you in? And I click it and auto generates, auto generates like a a Uh document with titled accurately for the meeting with all like hashtags on it. And so I can just start jotting notes down without having to, like, like having, because I'm OCD like that. And then I, it's going to automatically name the document after the first line of the document. Right. So I I have it go ahead and auto generate the meeting name at the top with some hashtags so I can just start writing notes and it's already organized for me Mm -hmm. uh, for later. Dumb stuff like that uh, is why I have multiple different tasks and tools. Uh, It's also to help me compartmentalize stuff. Um, Uh, like
0: it's very good to be able to compartmentalize in that type of, yeah. And, and the thing about this kind of organization, it's obviously it's not for everybody, but I will say if you're going to manage any sort of a team or do anything like business related, trying to manage, it's, you have to have something like this. You have to have a system. And it might not be this system, but you have to have a system because how are you going to make sure that moving forward, things are going to get done on time, that your contractors are working on certain things on certain days and when those things are due so that you can review them and make sure they're good for your client, whatever it is, you have to have some sort of system Mm -hmm. for that. There's no way anybody should be expected to be able to keep that kind of information in their head. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, one thing I love, like, you know going talking about Airtable again you were talking about working with teams like i i'll do vfx shot databases in Airtable and I'll you can share mm-hmm. a view link and I'll share that view link with uh clients or producers or whoever w- might want to it's a way for them to check in with the status without having to annoy me or bug me mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they can go in and see like what videos are done what videos are uploaded or what what shots are done and each shot gets its own gif that Uh, so you have like Mm -hmm. right there in the spreadsheet, you have a looping gif of like the shot for quick and easy reference to because for me, my brain doesn't work off shot numbers and names very well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll have the Dropbox link to final renders and Mm -hmm. like what was really cool is on the short film I did a, uh, like a year and a half ago, I crowdsourced some of my last minute VFX. Some of the artists are actually in the chat here. um, I think annoying you, you should block some <laughs> of them. Um, uh, but I, I actually was able to send like, you know, sent out a call saying, hey, if anybody can help with these shots and they'd reach out and then I'd send them the Airtable link and say, just tell me what shots you want. I'll I'll tag it. I'll claim it for you. And, you, and, and I send them an Airtable link that has the download for the plates. It has the upload link for final renders it has instructions it has a gif. it has all this informational stuff and so it, it for me it, it, it's almost like i hate com- having to communicate a crapple of information with my mouth because mm-hmm. people's eyes glaze over and it's like well i need you to yeah. take all of this information you need to have all of this information so like putting it in a super organized manageable like place where it's all right there and i'm completely blameless that if you mess <laughs> it up it's because you're dumb and you don't you know, and you're not trying to get the information. Uh, I love stuff like Airtable or Notion or anything like that that lets me organize that stuff to be able to communicate it or give it. You know, that's elegant. that's a really
0: good point because it is really hard to communicate a bunch of information. Like, for example, doing this show. If you were if you agree to be on this show, there are certain things you have to do. You have mm. to be available for a certain date. Mm-hmm. Right, You have to click and you have to click on that date and make it happen. You have to have equipment to record. You have to have a microphone and a camera, of course. So that has to be listed. Hey, you need a camera and a microphone to do this. We're not just recording on Skype. This is going to be live on the internet. Make sure you have a camera. Make sure that you test the camera. You also have to record an audio-only ISO of yourself when you do this show because it's sent to me at the end. Mm -hmm. I edit the show in Dave logic a really, and I make it really sound really good long
1: email that he sends out to everyone right about it
0: so that's what happens I send out this email because you have to know these things mm-hmm. you you can't just show up to the show and be mm-hmm. like oh I'm supposed to record
1: I, right I and I get that and so
0: I could get on Skype with somebody mm-hmm. and I could sit there and I could explain the whole thing to them but like you said Their eyes glaze over. Yeah. So then, what do you do? You write it out, and then you put it in a document, and you send it to people, and they don't read it. But it's also
1: similar to what Seth was talking about, where the presentation needs to be, you know, like I see a wall of text, and I I'm just okay. That's that's a bunch of text. Some of that's your ADD. Yeah, maybe. You know, but it's like
2: ADD is that those are the key letters here. Like that's that's what motivates everything I'm talking about is because I'm heavily medicated for ADHD and I'm like if I uh my whole thing is like if I if if I look at and I feel like I would retain the information like I I if basically if it passes me like I feel like anybody will look at the information like anybody will get it so it's like Mm -hmm. if I can get into a into Mm -hmm. a a format that I would consume and I would not skip over or miss Mm -hmm. um Then we should be pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: that's what I like about Notion because you can put the information that people will need in there, but they don't have to actually like necessarily have every piece of information. Like, here's an example. Um I think I probably put in that document how to make sure your levels are good or something mm-hmm. to that extent yeah. right Here here's what's good about levels now if you're an audio person you already understand how to do that right So sometimes not all the information is necessary but it's necessary for certain people and I feel like that's why using something for management like Notion or Airtable or whatever is great like the stopping afraid of Houdini course there was so much information that had to be relayed right like mm-hmm. Who is working on what? Who's recording what? What chapter is this? What time codes are being inserted for new 18.5 content? Who's working? So all of that goes into the system. And what's great is the information is there for the people who need it. And you can also, I'm sure Airtable does this. You can, you can go in and you can look at not only like where someone added you at, added you like at Dave, Hey, I have a question about something, but also you can do like this passive thing where you're you're following something it's like following a facebook thread where people will do something and they'll be talking to each other but you get a follow thing that says hey these people on your project did this this and this and it's a passive notification mm-hmm. for you because you can look at it and you can say okay things are going accordingly that issue is taken care of. I don't need to talk to them about it. I don't need to email them. I don't need to Skype them and say, hey, how is this going? Because I know how it's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just a passive way to monitor what you're doing. So, anywho. Anywho. Let, let's let's talk about your I have, career, Seth. I feel
2: like I've guided this into being the most boring episode of MoGraph in the history Dude, right. of the podcast. No, no, talk no. About no me. There talk was no clarification there. It was, that's episode. all right. It wasn't. Yeah. No, it's not, Seth. It's not boring at all. It was, that's all right. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's not it's totally. It, this is
1: not a boring episode. This is not a boring <laughs> the episode. The
2: thing is, I can tell in this I will tell you exactly
1: this. which ones were the boring episodes. This one. Is Do it, it now, live.
2: Let's hear it. Ooh, <laughs> juicy me. gossip. No, now this got interesting. <laughs> I
1: don't want to uh, call them out.
0: That's very. <laughs> that's very uh, relevant to a lot of motion graphic designers. I think when, I, I, I bet you there's ninety nine percent of people listening to this are relating to some of the things that we're talking about. I don't about, know about ninety nine percent of it.
1: Like <laughs> I, honestly, like when it comes to I, I have never been good at project management like software stuff, you know? Like I I I I I find just a simple list works great for me, you know? Because it just it's it's too much. Like there's too many like especially in Notion, we've got five different ways of doing things, you know, and it's like I, I don't know, sometimes it gets but
0: that's, it gets confusing. it's all the same thing. It's just how you want to well, receive that information.
2: To Matt's point, uh, I will say I like I love things. I've Omnifocus is great. like personal task management software. There's tons of great options out there. Mm-hmm. Team task management software, project management yes. software. There yes. is nothing good. Yes. Absolutely yes. nothing solid and reliable out
0: there. I, I think part of that is that you have to build your own. I really, really think and there's nothing. Everyone that's does. Fit everybody.
1: Everyone does project management different. The way, like yeah. Dave's. Yes, in love the way your brain notion, works. And, and I kind of get it. You know, like for a few things, it's very convenient. But for the most part, it's like there's so much there that I'm just
2: like. I, yeah, I it's, I can't. there's no, no one's been able to turn and make the slack version of it where you're like, uh-huh. I like it here. I'll actually, you know, yeah, I'll come right. here and it feels light and casual and uh, my work feels not boring in this environment. And no one's done and that you, for project management. It's always just felt like one right. more thing that emails you 80 times and that you have right. to go log and check in with.
0: And the problem is. When you find something that works and you try and send it to somebody else, and they're Ugh. like, "Man, I've already got project management software," I and you're like, "No, get, you
2: don't. But, this <laughs> is the yeah. one. Yeah,
0: this is the one. No, no. Now we're going to change over to this one. Now, so, I, I mean, we're trying to stick with one thing, but when you're managing a project with a hundred videos and six contractors and a million different due dates, there is no way. There's no way you could just write it down and then not all of a sudden realize at the last second that something's not right or you missed a deadline or or, or all of a sudden you have, like, five days of work to do in an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have some way to write it down or else how are you going to get major projects done? And if you can't get major projects done, how are you going to evolve your company? Because mm-hmm. it's great if you're a contractor, a single contractor working, but but how are you ever going to make more than, like, your year's salary Mm -hmm. unless you hire somebody unless you expand in some way shape or form and you cannot do that without having a team whether you're hiring somebody uh, as an employee full-time or you're hiring contractors you've got to manage that team there is no way to build your business it's just not it's gonna it's gonna it's not that you can't make money it's not that you can't make a good living but you're never going to make more than your year's salary if you don't Start managing people, delegating tasks, organizing things, you know, and of course, going for those big projects that feel impossible and making yeah. them happen. So that's why I feel like management is important. You know, if you don't do it, that's fine. <clears throat> that's your decision. but it, it definitely will make a difference moving forward with what you plan on doing if you're running a business that's going to go anywhere more than just, hey, This is me as a sole proprietorship, so So
2: just do it, Matt. Mm -hmm. Come on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. know. Uh, That's what I'm looking
3: for
1: here. Here's the thing: I like a simple Excel sheet. You know, like Mm -hmm. for example, uh, some clients that we're working with right now. You know, they have just an Excel sheet with like dates, due projects, uh, you know, different videos and stuff, and it's like, okay, I can follow that really easily. You know. Uh, uh, Mm But my my entire budget is built out in one Excel sheet, you know, like uh, but then I've got another client who uses Basecamp and that's confusing AF. Oh, yeah. I I hate hate Basecamp. I've 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 always hated Basecamp. Me too. It's it's just it's so confusing and it's not intuitive. Yeah. You know, see, that's an
0: example of people who do project management and say this is how we feel project management should be done and our way should work for you mm-hmm. whereas with notion you're building it to work the way that you decide you want it to work and i yeah. feel like that's why a lot of people gravitating toward notion Airtable, and that kind of like dynamically changing fields and and that whole database driven thing john haley in the chat miss you john haley <laughs> we were talking on halo last night that we are missing the presence of john haley in mm-hmm. our in our uh xbox Live june cast. 11th
1: we're gonna have a big halo party to celebrate the end of our big project it's gonna be awesome anyone who's interested let us know
0: yeah yeah all right seth let's talk about <clears throat> you and motion graphics and vfx and all the things i think we're doing pretty well for the sh- uh, short show we've already <laughs> sure.
2: gone an hour so
1: are we yeah, already time? at an hour Jeez. We're an hour already all right yeah, good.
2: Action-packed hour of <laughs> That's task <right>. management.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe so, this is uh, a
2: What you want to know? <laughs>
0: Indeed, let's heat
2: things up.
3: <clears throat>
0: uh, let's let's do this. Let's start from the beginning mm-hmm. because uh, I don't. We haven't met in person, so we haven't met really? in person. We, no, I don't, I don't think, think we so. have. I don't think we have. Uh, un- unless who we are just, you like,
2: people? I've <laughs> no. <laughs> how,
0: how did we meet then? No, uh, the thing is that when we meet people in real life, usually we have a chance to sit down and learn about where they came from yeah. and where they went to school and all yeah. the things. And we don't get to do that, especially nowadays. Uh, so so we know where you're from in general and that hmm. you're from Red Giant. Uh, and we've, we've hung out on Skype and a 3D motion show, that kind of thing. But we really haven't had a chance to sit down have a beer, so to speak, and talk about where you started and where you went to school or didn't go to school.
2: Yeah, that's one PM. Let's drink. Let's crack it open. Um, <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> uh, so it's Miller time.
2: Uh, school wise, <laughs> I, I I went to uh, a year at Baylor University um, oh, for telecommunications. Oh. Uh, I'm from Nashville. Here in Nashville, Tennessee, went to Waco. Went to Baylor for a year. Came back. Uh, I started getting a lot of work in the. music industry back here doing video, Mm uh, doing like electronic press kit videos and, uh, promos for like up and coming artists. Um, I was cheap labor for a record label to hire and send on tour with bands to or into the studio to shoot, you know, B roll and then eventually also cut EPKs and stuff. And, uh, I I liked, and I I was getting so much work. I came back to Nashville, there's a film school here in town called Watkins Film School that I went to for a little while, um, but the majority of my education came from just working and doing the work. Um, uh-huh. Ever since I was in middle school, uh, I've just uh, I've always felt very natural with a camera, and eventually, all through high school, it was with a v- an SVHS deck-to-deck linear editing system that was donated to. The church that my dad was the the worship pastor at, and nobody at this church knew how to operate this thing, so I taught myself, and this closet that it was in became my, like, makeshift office, Mm -hmm. and my friends and I would run around on the weekends and shoot stuff and edit on these VHS tapes, and I kind of, I cut my teeth uh, constantly filming and editing stuff that would be shown either on our high school TV pros, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. TV broadcasting program, uh, the cable access channel that we had to actually create content for. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be shooting editing content for that and or for our youth group, like dumb videos we'd make and show our youth group. And, the key to those both those things was that they both had an audience built in, and so it wasn't just me making dumb stuff and thinking that I'm great, it was me making dumb stuff, showing it to a room full of people and learning that i'm not great and <laughs> um, and constantly like getting to experiment and try and and see what works, what audiences respond to, what they don't and and not
0: accidentally hitting assemble edit instead of insert edit oh, then gosh time yeah. codes over man many many so, times over. Good old and this thing this specific.
2: This specific wow. deck, it's something about if the the time code would would go would start flashing like it would go to zero all of a sudden and start flashing like it was as an error message, and if you had to karate chop the left jog wheel like just the right way, and it would go back to normal. Otherwise, uh-huh. within five seconds, it would start taping over your your uh, your oh gosh, your raw footage tape. Oh, jeez! Um, yeah. And so uh, this thing was it was was a it was a dangerous, risky game that was a lot of fun. Um, Even if you took the tab out, would it still? Uh no, probably not. But the record over, probably not. You're right. I should have done See, that's that. That's why. Um, that's why
0: your
1: A or your main one, your source, is not a record deck. It's just a play
2: deck. This one was was a record deck too. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh man. It's ridiculous but man i i loved learning on that thing because it taught me like editing with permanence and like mm-hmm. yeah and also taught me how to ex- still be experimental in that medium like still how to like tricks together. it just it was a really great way to learn editing and storytelling through that medium um do
0: you have an mx50 or mx12 in between those two bad boys
2: oh that's an excellent question and i don't
0: those little panasonic you could do some wipes and stuff
2: Oh, the little black. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I think yeah, you had like a little about.
0: mixer looking thing, and it had like a, you know, switcher handle. I, I mean, I think it could be used as a switcher if you wanted.
2: Yes, I hated but. that thing. It didn't have the haptic feedback that, like, that big old nasty deck to deck one had, where, mm-hmm. like, I'm pushing buttons and getting clicks and beeps and hearing my tape get taped over. Like, uh, yeah. I liked having that immediate feedback. Um, the smoother the experience got, the less fun it was to edit. Um, there was a Casablanca in there at one point. I know that, Oh, and that Casablanca. thing was Casablanca. Oh, yeah, that man. thing was. That brings me back. That, what, uh,
0: what is that again? Um, I don't Casablanca remember. was one of the I, first so ones that
1: was like advertised as you can do this from home. You know, like I re- I remember going to the the National Junior Journalism Convention in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And there was someone in a Casablanca, you know, and they were trying to argue about why it's so much better than Avid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. just a
2: little black box you uh-huh. put on the TV and it came with a jog with like, you know, it came with a with a a ball like the mouse roller mm-hmm. ball and like it was it was like oh this is neat I'm doing the Casablanca but very quickly my my senior year our high school got a MacBook or got a, a PowerBook mm-hmm. with Final mm-hmm. Cut and that's when I that's what uh, that's when I really I dived into you know non editing for real and I used Final Cut <laughs> all the way up until Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I used Final Cut up until Final Cut ten and then I moved <laughs> yep. over to Premiere yep and because As I'm not an editor. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm not a pro editor. I've never used Avid like because I'm a director Mm and writer director, but uh, mostly and so um, I've just been in Premiere ever since. I do wonder like would I still be in Final Cut if Final Cut 10 had not happened like
1: I I think I know of us would be.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah.
1: you know, and it, it it's funny because uh, like during that time when they switched over to Final Cut X, I was actually at the you announcement. Mean when they abandoned all. Of I was us. at yeah. the announcement, and it was awesome. The energy there was great. You know, you got people in the crowd screaming, "I want it now! Give it to me!" You know, and it's like we we're all so excited, and then it gets shipped with like you can't even import XMLs or open your previous right. files. You know, and it's like it was such a it was such a letdown. And then there's this this time in between when it got released and when everyone started moving over to Premiere where it's like, oh, you're going to go work at a studio. Oh, are they using Final Cut X? You know, it's like, oh, I I don't know Final Cut X. I don't want to work in Final Cut X, you know? Yeah. I know Final Cut Pro, give me Final Cut Pro and I'm there, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, we we called it iMovie Pro. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. And I That's understood it, it completely yeah. from Apple's standpoint when it came out and so much that I was like kind of rooting for it even though I was actively staying in Final Cut 7 mm-hmm. or whatever it was Final Cut Pro. Yeah. And I was rooting for it to become like for Apple to once again win, like to t- once again teach us that we don't need uh whatever port they had just stopped giving us and we don't right. need you know right. and
0: you don't need time code don't worry yeah about
2: it. it did not but what really got me was that conan uh sketch that conan bit they did on i don't forget what conan which which where conan was at the time if he was yeah. still a late show yeah but they their team did like this video that was like with the new Final Cut, Final Cut Ten, it's great. We're using it to edit this right now, and then it cut like <laughs> too, like too soon forward, and it was just like poorly cut video on how their te- how the Conan team is now using Final Cut uh-huh. Ten. You, know, you should look it up; it's really funny. Oh man, that is funny. I mean, um, have to look at that. So, after high school, college here and there, and then um, uh, over, I eventually uh, got a job at a company here in town that did, that like organized and put on uh, a, like a conferences and events. And I, uh, including these like summer camps for youth and kids. And I, my job was creating content material that played at these events. So for all the conferences and stuff, it was these openers and bumpers. Um, and that's where I got to use someone else's money to learn After Effects. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Um, it was around that time, this is maybe like 2008, 2009. So, JJ Abrams' issue of Wired had come out where he mm-hmm. gave a call out to Andrew Kramer and Video Copilot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mm-hmm. should check out Video Copilot. And because of it, Kramer, it within a year. So, started learning After Effects exactly a year later. Um, Aaron Rabinowitz at Red Giant had seen some of the stuff I've been posting on Vimeo and asked if I wanted to make a short film with Red Giant or a tutorial nice. for Red Giant, which then became, a, which we also then went on to do a short film. Uh, he wanted to make a, a what he called, in his words, and he'll throw up in his mouth, not even knowing I'm saying it, but somewhere in the world, he'll throw up in his mouth when I say this, <laughs> uh, a viral short film. and uh, old- uh, Oh,
0: yeah, this is going to go viral.
2: But to his credit, this was a time this is 2010, 2011. This is back. This is an area of time when you could make a short film and put it on YouTube and it had a very strong chance of actually going viral. And mm-hmm. that filmmaker could then right. be directing a Thor movie six months later. Right. Um, right.
0: But that's and, when clients started coming to everybody saying
2: we want to make a viral video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah. to Arn's credit, what was, what his, what was smart about his take was we should make a short film and it should just be an absolutely spectacular short film. Right. And we shouldn't hype our products with it at all. It should just be a great standalone short film mm-hmm. that links to a behind the scenes and our behind the scenes should just hype the living hell out of all of yeah. our products. Yeah. Right. Um, and we should use all of the red giants products to make this. And, and, and through our dis- our conversations, we both agreed that like this should also, also thematically be about the main product too, which in that case it was a film called plot device. And it was about a, uh, I it was remember. about magic bullet, uh, yeah. magic bullet sweep, And, the concept itself was inherently about color grading, color correction, because it was about a, guy, a kid who gets a button and he, every time he presses the button, the color grade changes and he's in, in a different genre of film, like a zombie, surrounded by zombies or he's got people shooting at him. And so the the concept was inherently based on the theme, the same theme that the product itself was about and based mm-hmm. on. Um, so it all felt organic and cohesive. The behind the scenes, like hyping stuff didn't feel foreign to the actual film itself. It felt, and it also, we, you know, made the behind the scenes as interesting and as like educational as much as it was, you know, marketing. And Uh so that short came out, uh, and again, I had Arn had found me cause I was doing these videos at my job and experimenting and learning after effects. And also at the same time, making these narrative like comedy sketches and narrative mini series for the summer camps that my employer like put on. Mm-hmm. And so you'd go to camp and you'd watch these five episode, five minutes, uh, each episode's like five minutes, like five episode, like little mini arc series with recurring characters. Um, and if they were any good, I'd put them on Vimeo and say they were a web series. If they were bad, they play at these camps and no one ever see them again. <laughs> <That's funny>. and, <laughs> and 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 Aaron had found those and seen those, and that's what made him, you know, uh, start a conversation with me about doing a short film. So plot device, then that came out in 2011. It blew up, and within 24 hours, I had voicemails and emails from executives and agents and managers, people. and I knew nobody in LA at the time. I was wow. still based here in, hmm. here in Nashville. And suddenly i had I had every agency you know emailing me asking when i 'm going to fly out and meet and so <laughs> out of that experience, I got an agent I got um, a whole host of contacts i 'd never had before and um, and then I got a job offer from Red Giant to come on full time and make short films and content and tutorials for them and uh, i 've been with them ever since um, we 're now max on and so now mm-hmm. i'm i'm act like I said before actively learning Cinema 4D as well as I possibly can to start influencing that into tutorials and marketing videos that I'm making but sure um, uh, in in between plot device and now like there's just been a whole lot of stuff of me making short films with Red Giant um, uh, directing commercials on the side um, starting a company called plot devices where we make notebooks and tools for writing and story development Cool. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of hats that I wear, um, and uh, I think I've represented all of the hats.
0: The I like that Hanks on your site. You of say Stevens that, yeah. Spielbergs. <laughs> the Tom Hanks. That's quoting Spielbergs. my buddy
2: Joey Ellis, uh, who is an illustrator and uh, writer who designer who designed. We pitched a kids' TV show a while back. Some of it's in this reel that you're seeing with the puppets and stuff. He said that yeah. one time. About me, and I was like, "That's I want that on my tombstone. That's the most. That's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life."
0: This one you have here with Olivia Munn. Uh, th- that's a that was a, the dog app, right? It's a dog. Yeah, it was an app, app called I, Wag. That was
2: a yeah. that was a commercial. First thing I ever directed with um, the good people at Sandwich Video, or they're now called Just Sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. My life is like a is like a Forrest Gump story of me just bumbling my way into working with various heroes and uh-huh. um <laughs> Adam Lisagor at Sandwich was one of them where he uh, had seen my red giant work and didn't know that I had, was unaware that I had been actively ripping him off and stealing his <laughs> style of explainer <laughs> video for several years at that point. And we became friends and then he got, that was the first thing he, he t- sent me a text and said, have you ever worked with dogs before? And I said, I've been waiting f- so long for you to ask me that question. <laughs> you like
0: dex you like dags and uh, like yeah, dex?
2: And, mm-hmm. uh, so that I did that commercial with them and I've done a couple of other things with them since.
0: That's cool. Hmm. That's cool. So that's me. I think Dorpy would like that that dog app. Yeah. <laughs> Dorpy will be on later. Good. <clears throat> uh, should hope so. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Ghostbusters thing because you were just on a 3D motion show. When was that? Last week? Week before last? Yeah. And uh, you were showing. You've done two Ghostbusters things, is that right?
2: Yeah, two unofficial, completely unlicensed Ghostbusters things. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Yes, uh, but the new one. I was looking for it this morning. I didn't know what it was on. I didn't know if it was a red. Is it? It's a red giant thing, right?
2: No, I think it's on Max. On it's three because it was three D motion show. So you can just search Seth Worley three D motion show, and it should be the top one that comes up.
0: Okay, let's see. I'm gonna look this up, and I, I didn't know if you had like a separate. I thought you had a. Well, you do have the video separate.
2: We like have so. Oh, the are you talking about the first Ghostbusters one?
0: Yeah, the first one, and then you you did something on the 3D um, motion show. You, you, you yeah, but it was about like the the streams and all of that. Yeah, like creating like similar streams. That was okay. I didn't know if you had another video or. Okay. So that's no. It was those okay.
2: two. So the first one was we. There's a period of time at Red when we were, we were taking a break from making all-out short films. Um, we were taking a break from epics and mm-hmm. trying to do a few just sprints. That's not really a good analogy because I heard you explain <laughs> what sprints and epics yeah. are. But yeah, um, we that uh, sense, we created a thing called film team experiments, which were meant just to be these experimental little mini like sketch little shorts that usually. Usually it was built on one effect shot or, you know, a couple, but it was mainly one kind of effect and one joke that kind of ended it. They were like 30 seconds to a minute long. And then a little behind the scenes that was more of a walkthrough or a breakdown connected to it. And then we did one kind of elaborate, one of those called busted. Well, so like there's a bunch of, they're all like trying to usually recreating effects for movies. So we had hatchback to the future, um, <laughs> And they're all punny, like super punny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Blood, sweat, and pterosaurs. Um, Busted was this one where we kind of wanted to do. So the 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 female Ghostbusters remake uh, reboot had not come out yet, and we didn't know there were no even a trailer for it yet. And so it was kind of out of our guesstimating of like what kind of directions could you go with a reboot of ghostbusters? Like, do we want to see like the conjuring version of ghostbusters? Do we want to see do We want to see the cartoonish ghosts. And then it really became Uh like, you know what, what do we want to try and recreate ourselves? And we really wanted, I really wanted to figure out how to do the cartoonish ghost look without being able to build a puppet. And through, um, Mm -hmm. a product that our good friend, the late Sean Mullen made called, um, was the Monster Pack or Zombie Pack? He made this great pack that was just eyes and ears and scars and components that you could comp onto people's faces and body in post to make zombies or monsters. So we used that combined with some like really warped puppet tool stuff to create the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then for the proton streams, we used Trapcode Dao and Trapcode Particular, and. And that film team experiment, the, the fun part was we wanted to kind of Iron Man. We kind of wanted to like do kind of an Iron Man like take on the tech itself. Like, what mm-hmm. would the what would the like Ghostbusters to go pack be? Like the pack they keep in their trunk, mm-hmm. um, right? Kind of stuff. And so the trap is like a the ghost trap is a puck in that that he throws onto surfaces and it sticks, and the aperture opens and sucks the ghost in. And his like proton pack is a little mini gum with it was a lot of fun to put that one together and just, and, and it, it's like a, it's a ghostbuster on his day off at, at the, at a, uh, at a gym. Yeah. And, uh, has to bust some ghosts that are really just trying to get their reps in. There's really no reason he needs to bust them. <laughs> right. Um,
0: they're skipping leg day though. Cause right. they,
2: they <laughs> don't Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we, so this time around for the 3d motion show, I had been thinking for a while about how there was this big Trapco particular update that just happened. um, that introduced flocking simulation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I kept and and on, and also since that busted tutorial, uh, busted film team experiment, we've also you know introduced it in particular uh, multiple emitter systems, and whereas before it was like I needed one instance of Dao or particular for the main stream, then I needed a couple instances for the blue lightning that's around the stream as well. I need to make these and I need an instance for the sparks that come off them. And then I need to a way to have them all talk to each other in case I modify the stream or the turbulence field. They need to all, you know, still talk to each other and stay in sync. And now with the way particulars built, you can build it all in one system and -hmm. it's a lot easier. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and I thought, and I've been thinking about how you could use flocking, to create a target and literally just have you emit particles and they, and have them all go in a stream toward that target and even move that target around a yeah. scene and have the physics act the way they're supposed to. So, uh, so that became kind of what that, I ex- experimenting with that led to my 3d motion show presentation a couple of weeks ago where I showed how to do that. And it also included using a, a universe plugin that called universe ecto which mm-hmm. was created as a result of that first film team experiment that's um,
0: exactly what I was about to ask you cuz that you didn't have that plugin the first time
2: no i so harry frank and i who had been talking about some various plugins that you, we could make for universe like or he could i say we red giant but our, um mm-hmm. harry right. was doing the primary engineering yeah. side but i at the same time had also been experimenting with our our tech not like our development tools that create universe plugins and, uh, I had built two on my own one. I called slip and Jimmy after, cause it was created to recreate the better call Saul opening titles. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then the other one I was calling Ecto and it was to create that like ghosty, uh, smoky glow, um, around anything with an alpha channel. And, mm-hmm. Harry took those both those ideas in my code and threw out my code and started from scratch and made a much more efficient <laughs> version of those tools, um, mm-hmm. and the Better Call Saul one became called AV Club and it simulates the look of yeah. running an alpha an alpha you know an image or a titles through an old crappy switcher. Um, and you were
0: also taking like you were you were going in and doing like purposely bad. Green screening in order to take the artifacts and put them on
2: top of what you were working on, right? Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite kind of stuff, man. Like, yeah, I love that. Like, Wandavision was was my jam because it was the amount of attention to detail they got into in those first several episodes of recreating the the film texture of those early Dick Van Dyke uh, Mm -hmm. shows and like then and uh, Bewitched and like, I love taking... I love breaking down something imperfect and trying to, like, recreate all the imperfections in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, One I did recently was uh, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, breaking down the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, Shrink Ray. And even, like, I love just looking at, like... <clears throat> it's so fun to break those down, like, shot by shot and see, like, how... <laughs> how much they are getting away with like (laughs) in a lot of these early VFX shots. And it's like, it's like, why do we try so hard? There's so much we can get away with even now still. Um, so yeah, it's really fun for me. I love creating really bad keys and really bad. Like Well, And uh, if you really want to see the best version of that, I don't know if it's online. It might be on my site, but at red giant, we used to do these, these annual sales, um, uh-huh. Uh, every year, at the end of the year, and we started doing. One year, we decided we're going to make the world's worst promo for it. We're going to make it look huh. like a like a, a used car lot like commercial, and we're going to advertise every product badly, like like almost like All that Conan must go <laughs> spot. Yes, and so it was like, um, got pesky green screens. Get rid of them with Primat. and it's like, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was. It's like we literally. God bless all the leadership at Red Giant because they let us market all the products by using them horribly and making <laughs> them look terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so that's like that's where I've gotten to do it the most um, is mm-hmm. recreate. But even look at the short that got me, you know, my job at Red Giant. Like plot device itself was recreating those old, like the the aesthetics of all those each genre and all the you know nuances and flaws. That's the stuff that I get really geeky about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: it's really hard to make something look convincingly old mm-hmm. um, if it you, is if you watch if for you do, all mankind uh the, what, watch what for all mankind yeah. on on apple it it has it's supposed to be an alternate timeline <laughs> so it's in the seven 70- 60s 70s 80s 90s and what have you and when they do these recreations of like historical events and the characters are in it you can s- Still, kind of tell that it was like shot on 4K and then tried to make it look like it was VHS or something.
2: But you look at Forrest Gump, in which at the time you're like, "How is yeah. he shaking JFK's hand? This yeah. is black yeah, magic." Yeah, yeah. Um, remember
0: what a big deal that was when it came. I, I remember my parents talking about mm-hmm. how did they do that? It's the yeah. first time people saw something like that.
1: When I uh, I went to Disney World uh, for my honeymoon and i rode the uh the tower of terror you know and they <laughs> use uh, right a video from the uh what's his name who originally did rod Twilight Zone. yeah rod sterling so like they got they got someone who did his voice really well you know and then took clips and so as soon as i got home and this is so ridiculous. As soon as I got back to my hotel, I went on YouTube to try and find the exact same one that they had ripped it from, you know, yeah. in order to send it out and be like, Oh, this is the one that they, and this is how they edited it, you know, yeah. to make it look like him.
2: It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you know, and this is the thing like about recreating anything like old. You see it all the time. If you try to recreate it from memory, it mm-hmm. becomes this really broad corny. It doesn't work. It's like, yeah. You end up with a bunch of ad blend mode, massive glows, like mm-hmm. everything's over the top. I'm I'm I'm, I'm using this generically. I'm not actually referencing right. anything specific, but like when you look at the individual little details and you try to break you try to break it down on a granular level, mm-hmm. that's that's when you you create something. That, when you create something that feels truly authentic, mm-hmm. that's when you suddenly like open it up to become its own thing, and it has like its own like its own value as a piece of nostalgia or as a piece of like throwback, mm-hmm. but by the fact that it's actually uh, recreating that th- thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't have anything to expound on that, but yes, <laughs> you're totally right. I mean, you know, breaking it down into its individual things is, you know, how you get things to look much more accurate. Yeah. So,
2: that's why I file Todd Vaziri on Twitter only for that reason. Is this so. Todd Vaziri? I don't know that Todd Vaziri. Oh man. Todd Vaziri is an a, uh, compositor on uh, industrial light and magic. Um, okay. Who has an utterly fantastic Twitter account. Um, he is, a, he is a very kind and thoughtful individual as well. And, uh, but his, he, he uh, well, we, some of us have joked, like, I don't know how he has time to parent his children or be a <laughs> husband to his wife, because it's like, he seems to be constantly, like, uh capturing old, like uh, creating gifs of VFX shots or old behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like VFX shots, but he will, he'll constantly just do a deep dive into some VFX shot from an old, you know, movie from the eighties or whatever, or he'll break down shots. He's done on movies where like the NDA is kind of expired or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, who are we talking about? I stepped Todd Vaziri. He's, he's a okay. great follow on Twitter mm-hmm. for this kind of stuff.
1: I have to add it to my Twitter. <clears throat>
0: rad so what's what's next yeah is it what's gonna be, next you're are you doing things now separate from red giant are you do? is it all red giant stuff now like how yeah, is all that related i'm curious how much how
1: much say do you have that uh, to that goes into the next plugins and such like you know
2: like oh well our team has always been really really generous and um Curious and what's the right word here where they're like mm-hmm. they welcome feedback um, and right, right. are consistently asking and 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 we're constantly testing this stuff for them mm-hmm. and um, I can't take credit for anything cool that you see in a plug <laughs> uh-huh. uh I can't take credit for either questioning it or playing with it for the first time and saying mm-hmm. this is perfect don't change it or it needs maybe this or maybe that. Um, constantly speaking into and giving feedback, um, but really, my job is to like understand the products and like I guess you know what my job is to like give feedback while the product's in development make sure that like, and as much as I possibly can, and then to understand the product and what its core use is and its mm-hmm. core applications right. are, and also see its potentials and possibilities, and then try to represent that in content as much as I can, whether cool. that be tutorials yeah. or short films or ads or promos. Um, you know, Daniel Hashimoto and I uh, are, we're, we're not part of the training team at Maxon, Really spectacular training team full of some mm-hmm. really, really, really talented and skilled people that uh, intimidate me with how much they know. <laughs> um, uh, and that includes Hashi, too. Um, if you haven't seen any of his tutorials and haven't mm-hmm. had him on the show, you should 100% have he him. He just did
1: a really fantastic one.
2: Uh, on the We've you,
0: gone back and forth yeah. about being on the show like 10 times. Yeah. I oh got, really? I gotta email I gotta hit him up again and, mm-hmm. and see. Yeah.
2: Just bug him. He's busy, but bug him. He deserves he gotta be on the show. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, yeah. But what so yeah, I uh how much of my work is like separate from Red Giant? Uh, what's great about this job is they've all been always been very they've always seen the value in my career like thriving in any way outside of the company.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um the more work I do, the more experience I have to be able to speak into the plugins and to be able to, you know, like of course. as long as I'm not going and working for competitors or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, yeah, I've been, I'm still actively directing commercials on the side, uh, running my company plot devices, um, and developing, I mean, amidst all of this is like, Develop you know this developing and pitching feature projects and TV projects and none of which have been able to get off the ground yet but um, <laughs> doesn't stop me from trying right you know?
1: exactly yeah. yeah as it yeah. shouldn't you'll have to as it shouldn't.
0: you'll have to tell Hashi to to, to hit me up again um, and you know who else I really really and he's super busy I really want to talk to is Stu Mashowitz
2: mm-hmm. you got to get Stu on Stu's like I know yeah. Stu's he, the he, uh,
0: we've been talking about. It. He's just telling me he's just so slammed. It's so impossible right now. I'm he's like, like just,
2: he's yeah. he's big chief king creative at at <laughs> Maxon now and uh, yeah working on some very very cool things. Um, mm-hmm. But you should keep pestering him because he's a great guest on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he Stu's great. Stu's great because working one of the one of the greatest benefits of this job has literally been like just. Uh, drinking beer at our annual meetings with Stu and asking him questions <laughs> about his ILM days. And,
3: uh, uh-huh.
2: you know, early on, he was like, he'd start to tell a story and then he'd stop himself Then he'd go, Oh, wait, you like this inside baseball stuff. Okay. So, and then he'd just <laughs> proceed to tell me about the tunnel they built um, uh, to blow up the helicopter in Mission Impossible 1 and how he had to hand animate the, the, the the rope that's connecting the helicopter to the train because they didn't have that simulation uh, back then, and so he's hand-animating it, and I'm like, keep telling me about the rope you're hand-animating in Mission Impossible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Stu's great. You got to have him on. Uh,
0: Just like, I love when you talk like that to me. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I love when you talk Twister to me. Keep going.
0: Uh, Yeah, Mm. so um, when... When y'all merged, when was that? Last December, it's, January,
1: February? No, so it's month? been a couple of years. Last year? About a year, it was, it was last was a year ago. It was a little
2: over a year ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, like Paul was saying, because of the merger happening right when Corona happened, there's some people who have just never yeah. even met in person in the Oh, company. 100%. Yeah. And so that's such a weird position to be in where you're doing this merger in a time where everybody's like not in the office anymore and mm-hmm. literally leaving and going to work from home as this is happening so what what have y'all been doing to bring the two companies together and and actually well i not just two companies now but there's other things going on too yeah. at maxon how have you been able to just get to know each other just mm-hmm. like build that working relationship when you know i'm sure everybody's got to do a zoom call or a microsoft teams meeting well hmm.
2: fortunately to... many of us were already part of a distributed workforce either at maxon or a red giant and so it wasn't new to be working with people living in you know across the world or across right. you know the country um, so
0: red giant was probably a little more distributed than maxon was
2: I can't actually I speak to how distributed Maxon was. I don't I don't really know it f- I mean, I feel like, you know, they're based in Germany, but many of the people that I know right, are based in LA. Right. Right. Um,
0: right. But they went into a building every day.
2: Yes. Before, I know I know the LA folks the definitely times. went into a building every day. Red Giant, you know, based in Portland, a large a large portion of the company, you know, did go into work in an office. There's also, you know, some uh Canada unit of people and then there's you know people like arne rabinowitz who you know isn't there anymore but was is right. uh york, you know was yeah. and, and based in new york and me in nashville um so a lot of us were used to that and understood that but at the same time you know just like any company during the pandemic leadership has had to be very active about like about fostering that um that work culture and mm. even if it's distributed and remote um we did our all company meeting as like a entirely virtual thing this past uh i think last month we did that um and i'd say it went fairly well um uh you know obviously we'd all prefer to be meeting in person at some point but you know we got to be safe and respect the fact that it's a national mm. pandemic and mm, yeah um it's Hopefully been weird, but get- I also will say my work is very siloed, so I can't speak to the overall culture of the company like i yeah uh I'm kind of off over in the corner making my stuff and trying to be as useful as I can mm-hmm. um, I'm not really in the uh I'm not in the engineering meetings engineering scrums every day, you know what i mean mm-hmm.
0: yeah i I've, along the lines of you know doing your thing and and making videos and things I was thinking about this, and Matt and I talk about this all the time, which is like. If we didn't have to make money, yeah, we didn't have to make money every day, and and that wasn't an issue. What would we do? Because that's what we should aim for, yeah. right? Like eventually, yeah. like that's what we should aim for. And we were, we talk all the time about how it would just be cool to be able to make cool videos and put mm-hmm. them on our channel, mm-hmm. and then maybe also do a tutorial on how to make it. That's 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 how y'all are doing it. That's how like. Ren and corridor digital and mm-hmm. like rocket all those people they like make these crazy videos and it's like how did you make that those are the ones that have like the top subscribers right like we don't have a lot of subscribers who subscribe just so they can catch the right. two and a half hour video every <laughs> week or whatever like like those kind of channels are just like they they just blow up because it's entertainment mm-hmm. it's it's edutainment i guess But that just feels like so much fun. That feels like it would be so cool to be able to get a bunch of gear, go out with your friends, Mm -hmm. shoot some crazy thing, go try and VFX it up, make it look good. It it sounds like it's a really fun job to have. It seems like that's kind of what you're doing. You're a little more remote, of course, but it it seems like that's what you're able to do. And that's got to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Good God. Like, what kind (laughs) of psychopath would sit here and say, it's not really that great? Like, yeah
0: pretty good, I guess. I want to work pretty in spreadsheets guess. all I mean,
2: day. Yeah. <laughs> God, if I could just be making yeah. more spreadsheets, oh, then I'd be happy. Although, I mean, I wouldn't be happy. Some people like happy, but hey.
0: Some people really like their spreadsheets.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I get to do plenty of spreadsheets at my job. Like, you know, Hashi right. and I were talking this past week about, like, what can we... Uh, Matt's done. He's sick of the spreadsheets. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> he's not hearing any more of them. Um, I'm
0: surprised this is the first time he's gotten up to you. I know. Me
2: straight. too. Of all times. Yeah. Uh I I have this elaborate air table that I made of upcoming films this year and key VFX shots from their trailers that we could do tutorials on. And it's like Ah. such a fun spreadsheet to scroll through to see all the gifs animating of all these different shots and such. Um, (laughs) I just saw in the chat, Brian Brian Bean. It's fun until Seth asks you to do Roto. Brian was (laughs) one of the ones who saved me in the the 11th hour on that last short. Um, That's funny. But, uh, yes, it's a very fun job. I'm very, very lucky.
0: So, um, and I'll be fired tomorrow now
2: that I've said all of these things.
0: Right, right now. So now that, that Matt's gone, I I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know how to function, but we'll wait for him to come back, uh, to to do the drop, but we could oh here he is we could get it started with uh mo Graf recommends and we could talk about some of your favorites because i feel like you oh man i'm excited to hear this some influences <laughs> here
2: <laughs> i worry my uh, list is going to be standard white guy fair like standard like
0: <laughs> you
2: love, but yeah, yeah let's do it i'm excited
0: yeah favorite breaking, tv show break, breaking, bad, yeah. or wire,
1: breaking right? bad or the wire breaking
0: bad or the Wire. And uh, f- favorite music, Coldplay. Right. And, <laughs> oh, God.
1: Or Nickelback, and, uh, Nickelback, Nickelback. or uh,
0: Imagine Dragons.
2: Dave Matthews yeah, Band. Yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's
2: good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Is this all true?
0: Yes, this yeah. is all true. Yeah. Except the Dave Matthews Band doesn't rock. <laughs> um. All right. Let's start with your favorite movie. And it can be of all time or recent on any of these.
2: Yeah, all time is easiest. Uh, it's and it's kind of a boring answer because everybody's got it. I think everybody my age has it. It's Jurassic Park. I was going to say um, it's
1: Jurassic Park, isn't huh. it? You know,
2: because I I joke I went into that theater a boy and came out a man. It was just like it, <laughs> it's true.
0: It was very I, scary.
2: It was. I didn't know. I had somehow evaded most of the marketing for it. I knew there were dinosaurs in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I knew a guy in it wore a cowboy hat, and that's it. Yeah, um, and my dad took me to see it. And I, when I walked out of there, it was like every thing about the movie blew my mind. Like every mm-hmm. single thing. And I figured out a a plan immediately of how I could see it as many times as possible. <laughs> and I, and that way I took every family member I had one at a time to go that's see funny. it. Oh, um, yeah. And so like, and you a, just
0: sit there and stare at them and look for the dude, reaction. that's the
2: thing. All by like the 13th yeah. time with like my uncle, you know, Rick or whoever, like I would turn my like, second cousin, like I'd turn, I realized I was looking at them more than I was looking at the movie yeah. and I was kind of taking credit for their entertainment experience. Like, aren't you grateful that I provided this for you? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, do you like what I made? You like- <laughs> and that feeling, that was the addictive feeling for me. That feeling mm-hmm. of taking somebody somewhere, like provide, like showing them something really, really cool. That meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the thing, man. That's the thing that I've been chasing ever since. Um, you know, also on that list of movies like back to the future, obviously Mm -hmm. was hugely, um, uh, uh, influential for me, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, so was another oh, yeah. major one. That one I, scarred I re- me as a kid.
1: I rewatched that yeah. one the other day, Holds just up. recently.
4: So good,
2: still so yeah. Good. Because so good. back then
4: it was like, how do they combine the characters with, mm-hmm. that are cartoons with the people? I don't get it.
2: And that's the thing. And same thing with Forrest Gump. You know, like Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What I love about Zemeckis is that he understood the potential of the technology. Mm -hmm. And would exploit Mm -hmm. it and would like, and would like shape story around that to exploit it, knowing that it would, it could provide something that people have never seen before, but Mm -hmm. in a way that had everything to do with the story and everything to do with character and emotion. And like, um, he wasn't showing off. He was literally just like, how can this be the literally the best iteration of the story possible? Mm -hmm. And it was almost like experimental and playful in the way that he, just went there with visual effects and like really took major risks in those mm. uh, ways, yeah. and then Mary Poppins was huge for me as a kid, mm-hmm. um, hmm. and I've since re- like realized like the amount of technical achievement that is accomplished in that movie yeah. as well is yeah. insane. I'm also a huge Dick Van Dyke fan, so um, same, absolutely. Yeah, Mary yeah. Poppins speaks right into I, that.
1: I loved the Dick Van Dyke show growing up. Me too. Up. Like it, it was so weird because I was so young you know, mm. yet watching, I was watching the Dick Van Dyke show on Nick at night, Me you too. know, and it was yeah. absolutely my favorite show.
2: Me too. Everything about it. like his whole brand is just like, was totally mm-hmm. my thing. It was this like really zany, really, really, um, smart. You know, I later, you know, now can attribute a lot of it to Carl Reiner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just adore that show. I, mm-hmm. as a kid, I loved, I thought he is the funniest person and that's exactly who I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you can combine like Dick Van Dyke and Jeff Goldblum into like a person, it's like <laughs> that's maybe the aspiration that like constantly reaching toward. Um,
0: um, I can- <laughs> um, um it's, uh, yeah. uh, it's a jolly holiday,
2: Jeff. Mary, Jeff, are you here with us today? <laughs> Good God. Um, that would be incredible, actually. Jeff Goldblum in that role, um, as Bert, yeah. Lately, movies that I like really been into. Um, I love Minari. I love The Kid Detective. The Kid Detective was so good. Um, I don't know that one. I don't okay, know either of those. Adam Brody stars as a. Uh, he's a guy who was like, as a kid, was like an encyclopedia Encyclopedia Brown of his town. Like this, huh, like this was this a movie or a show? It's a movie. He was it's uh, a movie.
0: okay.
2: As a kid, he was this like really successful kid detective that solved kid like mysteries and stuff, and like solved town mysteries. But then this one of his best friends uh, was kidnapped, went missing. And and he felt it was his responsibility as a kid to solve that crime and never did. And so it's about Adam Brody as an adult still going into his detective, like still being trying to be a detective clearly mm-hmm. like is like it tells this film noir detective story, but it's got this great twist of it being like how he once it. It plays with the Encyclopedia Brown like... uh kind of trope like tropes and like genre of stuff. And it's actually really funny and surprisingly touching. And I highly recommend it. Also both Paddington movies are masterpieces. (sighs) So good. Absolutely
1: incredible. I went into it expecting nothing and was just blown away.
2: They, uh, I same here and I can't get, I I can't get people to watch them fast enough. It's Mm -hmm. like, that, that and like if you were to ask me if you could only make one kind of movie the rest of your life, it'd be like Paddington. That's exactly mm-hmm. the kind of thing that I would make. something that is mm-hmm. unbelievably smart and funny and inventive and, and visually inventive.
1: Just as good as the first oh, one. Second
2: one's a masterpiece. yeah Like Hugh Grant deserves 80 Academy Awards for mm-hmm. his performance in, mm-hmm. in 87. My son corrected me and said 87. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take your phone with you. My son is going for a walk. So, kidnappers know my son is going for a walk. You can now kidnap. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of. I loved. Uh, I'm stoked for Mitchell versus the Machines. That's coming out. That looks. I don't know that one. Oh, dude. Look it up. Look at the trailer. It's coming to Netflix die. soon. Um, uh, one of my favorite movies of the recent years that I watched the other night with my daughters. One of them was maybe a little too young for it, but Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, Taika Waititi's is that film, the uh, for, one
1: on Apple TV. Uh,
2: it, I don't know if it is or not. No, it was, it was a that's... theatrical indie movie. It was the movie Taika Waititi made before he made Hunt for, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and okay. it's a wonderful movie. Sam Neill and um, other. I'm forgetting everyone else's names. Uh, but yeah, man, you get a sense for the stuff that I'm into. Um,
0: Kevin says, "Good call." But uh, he'll personally never stop talking about Breaking Bad or The Wire. All right,
2: listen, Kevin, let me tell you something. (laughs) Better Call Saul is a better show than Breaking Bad. I agree. Mm -hmm. Far better show.
0: Yeah. I agree. See,
1: I got into the second season and I just kind of like trailed off. It was, I I don't know.
0: Breaking Bad was Well, then you can leave. And and Breaking Bad was good all the way around, but the writing in Better Call Saul has just been...
3: Yeah,
1: I guess I, the thing is like, I know where this eventually ends up, you know? Well, but how's,
2: you don't know how it's going to get there and it's, and it will surprise you in how it's getting there.
0: And you don't know about the future, if they're going to show anything in the future. Exactly. If they're going to wrap that
2: story up, you don't know. There are certain characters that were not in Breaking Bad and you don't know what their fate is and what is going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's freaking great. Um,
0: You want to know if like Breaking Bad is going to show up? (laughs)
2: Yeah is Breaking Breaking Bad Bad Going to show up Yeah It's like (laughs) saying Hey look it's Halo Hey look at Dr. Breaking Bad Yeah Yeah what's that (laughs) I love that that meme It's like Same uh, It's from Breaking Bad But it's like Say my name And he says Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad (laughs)
5: We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestram Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lips and Jessica Lee Ganyi, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers. To a-listers and everyone in between, Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the Mograph Podcast Network.
1: So, if you love filmmaking as much as we do,
5: tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your Your source source for for all things things indie film. film. Now available on the Mograph Podcast Network. So
2: good. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, If we're going into TV shows, yeah, uh, we might as
0: well. Oh, the All other, the other question me. was was uh, pasta or toast? That's good. That's Meh. good. That's funny. Yeah.
2: I've, I anyway. answered that on 3D Motion Show. I'm a toast. Yeah. Guy. See,
0: it the running gag has has moved over here now.
2: It's crazy. Well, yeah. All time TV shows: West Wing, Parks and Rec, Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. Uh. Most recent, I mean X Files and stuff like that. Of course, there's mm-hmm. like so many shows that it's like, good God, I love them, but I'm also have not, only watched them through once, so I can't really mm-hmm. call right. them. Favorites of all time. Yeah. Recently, Ted Lasso Shits Creek. So good. Oh, everybody's um, awesome.
0: And and season two of Ted Lasso is supposed to be coming out too. I'm very
2: excited because that was a healing show. That it show It was a healing show. That's what god. everybody
0: says. It just
2: it, it just it just made us all better. It like yeah. it made us all feel better and be better and oh my god, it was so good.
1: It was. It's like uh, sometimes like it's not often you get just such a wholesome character that you root for them. You know, I I the think Shits Creek is the same way. You know, that family is just as weird as they are, you know, they're such just a wonderful, wholesome family. I loved Ew, about Shits Creek was
2: I expected it it started off pretty cynical and snarky. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna stay that way. Mm-hmm. And it warms up. I love anything that warms up faster than you expect it to. Yeah. Um Hunt for the Wilder People is one of those. You watch it and you think it's going to be a certain tone, mm-hmm. and it very quickly warms up, and you're like, "Oh my god, I had no idea I was going to love people this quickly in yeah. this story." <laughs> um, uh, Mortal also Kombat? Just be- you're not
0: going to say Mortal Kombat's your new favorite <laughs> movie?
2: <sighs> yeah, totally, totally, bro.
0: Uh, Dude, I caught like 10 minutes of it and I was like, this is an awful storyline. I'm
2: not a Mortal Kombat guy. I wasn't allowed so to play cliche. video games growing up until I was an adult. Yeah. So all my oh. favorite video games are like Portal 2 and Half-Life and stuff that yeah. like I played as an adult. Yeah, and I know, that and, makes
1: sense.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, I've been and I've Gravity Falls Street Fighter, with my son to. recently and that show is absolutely perfect. If no Which one was that? Falls. Gravity Falls.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I, I watched a couple episodes. I, I, I love the... I love the style, you know, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. That's like... And the Rick and Morty tie-ins. Like, uh... Same universe. Avatar, the last airbender to me, where so many people have said it's such a good show, you know, I just haven't sat down and watched the entire thing.
2: Uh, Same with Avatar. And I was that way with Gravity Falls for a long time. And Mm -hmm. then my son... My son just watched it and it was like... Oh, my God, this is good. I might like this more than you do, boy. This is so good. <laughs>
0: uh, funny. Uh, Amazing World of Gumball is a good one to watch with your kids. Mm. If I you love wanna, Gumball. You know.
2: Oh, uh,
1: man. I <laughs> I saw this funny TikTok, and I'm pretty sure it was from the Amazing World of Gumball, where it's like, uh, this is a kid show <laughs> talking about eating vegetables.
0: <laughs> it's It's seen. good. It's a really good show.
1: I'll have to see if I can find it.
0: Yeah, My daughter's like obsessed with it and uh, she puts it on and it's one of those things where like, you know, a few years ago she was watching shows that were very hard to even stomach if they were on in the same room. And now it's like, okay, this, I can, I can do this. This is fine. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. That's my 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 thing, man. That's like, people ask me like what I, I feel like whether I want to make or I just want to exist. I'm so tired of of having to wait until, you know, 1193 PM to watch anything that I want to actually watch. That's actually right. really good. Once my kids are asleep, like right. I love and like Paddington so is exhausted. a great example. Yeah. I love anything yeah. like, like Paddington where like, I almost like it more than my kids do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: or adventure time or mm-hmm. regular show, like all those kind of borderline uh, and your kid uh, has to you, be a little older, but have you,
1: have you watched the captain underpants movie?
2: Uh, I've seen, I've seen it. Out of order.
0: Okay, Captain Underpants doesn't Captain Underpants the movie Uh, was
1: so good. Like I I went into it expecting nothing. And I was so pleasantly surprised. It was an excellent movie. And then on top of it, the Captain Underpants TV show that's on Netflix is fantastic i've actually heard that they play so much on the like the viewer and like like the filmmaker aspect of it it's so funny like they break the fourth wall all the time and it's hilarious to me there was this one episode where uh like they're gonna do this big fight between captain underpants and some other thing and they're like and now the totally expensive overpriced blah 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 uh, stop action claymation scene you know and it starts going into it and they're like uh, as they go along they're like oh no we've got to hurry up and finish this because we're losing budget and yeah. then the characters start getting less and less interesting or less and less detailed That's it is great. hilarious it's so funny I definitely recommend it and if you've got That's boys like they'll enjoy it they'll enjoy it
0: yeah my grandmother accidentally I guess made made a comment a commentary on kids programming uh sometime last year when I was over at my parents house and and uh, had my daughter there and everything and she was watching she just put on like some children's station a cartoon network or something right and it's just playing and my grandma was like why are all the characters in these shows all screaming
5: yeah, And it's very true. And, yeah. and
0: she's got, like, a hearing aid and stuff, so I can understand that it's even more amplified. But it really is, like, it, it's a kind of that, um, uh, what's her name? It's like Dora. Dora is Not always just Dora. screaming.
2: The, wait till you get the live-action stuff. The live-action stuff is where I'm, like, like all the, you know, I, I grew up on, like, all that and Kenan and Cal and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 I do have a soft spot for, like, Brian Robbins and Dan. Um, Dan, what's his name? Who, like... All he created all of these shows, like, but I, 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 my kids are watching through like Victorious and iCarly and things like that, and mm-hmm. on Netflix. And yeah, I just, I as understand. a director, want to be like, want to tell all the kids, ground yourself, just calm down, and like. Just deliver it naturally. That's not the show. It's not the mm-hmm. show they're making. Those show these shows are all about kids yelling and being smart aleck and like sarcastic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. please but calm even down. In, in
0: these cartoons and some of these cartoons, even the kids that are just a lot actually, Amazing World of Gumball does this too. A lot of the the characters just talking regular are screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like it's it, it's almost like uh, think you know you think about it as about like compression when you're watch, when you're watching a TV show and there's audio audio compression and everything is just so super loud yeah. it's just everything has to be at zero dB it's like why can't we have any dynamics in any of these shows I don't know
2: if you're just tuning in welcome to the old man uh, <laughs> hour where I've, uh, uh, so uh, my my oldest kids old man it
1: my oldest kid loves uh, Dude Perfect, you know, watch yeah, my on son too. YouTube yeah. all the time, right? But if you've ever seen the Dude Perfect TV show on Nickelodeon, they don't scream and yell and get excited. He doesn't like that as much. But oh, me, personally, I love the Dude Perfect show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I, mean, I I like both of them, you know, but it's I feel because, like, like yeah, the yeah. show any, was much more YouTube put together. Yeah.
0: YouTube videos with YouTubers—they are all yelling, and mm-hmm. the the the
2: hey the candor
0: is yeah. is completely just off the charts yeah. the entire time. Where you're like twenty minutes of somebody who never comes down a peg at all, <laughs> right? It's like, dude, just like chill for at least a second. Give us some dips. Give us some ups and downs yeah. in this right in this narrative a little bit. But, yeah. Or else it's just it's just like you end up turning off the video. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Anyway. All right, music. <laughs> the old Man Hour, favorite <laughs> music.
2: Music, speaking of old Man Hour. Um yeah. Look, you guys followed me. Like you guys followed Mixmaster Mike with me. Like <laughs> uh I still can't get over that. Uh Beastie Boys uh huge. Uh I- I'm just going to like name a bunch. It's all over the place, man. My sure. taste is really weird. Um I don't know why uh, the chat's
0: not working, but Alt J. I'm, I'm still reading it. I promise.
2: <laughs> Alt J. Bleachers, Churches, Pixies, Arcade Fire, David Churches Bowie, Fire. David Byrne, yeah. Gary Newman, Beastie Boys, uh, M83, Metavari. My friend, Makeup and Vanity Set, who did who scored my last short. Uh, electronic stuff like Mitch Murder, um, Phoenix. Uh, you know, it's kind of that alternative mm-hmm. electronic little bit of eighties synth stuff in there as well. Pretty predictable. Once you feed that into the algorithm, you know mm-hmm. what gets fed back to me, but mm-hmm. also a lot. Well, the problem is I confuse the algorithm because I'm also for years only listened to film score. Yeah. Um, cause like mm. it got to college and it was like Coldplay, Wilco, all of these like, you know, radio, Radiohead, okay. all of, you know, every band that you get into when you're in, in college as mm-hmm. at our age and when uh like after several years i just got tired of the pretense of music which is a pretentious thing to say in itself <laughs> um uh-huh. but i would just listen to film scores because i really i became obsessed with all i wanted to do was make movies and and imitate movies or recreate movies or whatever so i would just listen to film course and that still is a huge part of what I listen to I think mm-hmm. you know there's, it's like you list that stuff it's like John Williams Alan Silvestri John Carpenter like all that mm-hmm. obvious stuff but like uh, I think some of the most exciting composers right now working are Emil Moseri I've never said his name out loud so I probably mispronounced it but he did Last Blank Man in San Francisco he did Homecoming Season 2 he did um, Minari uh, one of the most interesting composers working right now. Daniel Pemberton is one of them. Uh, good God. Spider verse alone is mm-hmm. like one of the greatest scores ever. But mm-hmm. uh, his Steve jobs score that he did is I think one of the best scores huh. in recent years. Um, and then like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, so Gonson, another name I haven't said out loud before, but
1: the social network, the social network, uh, soundtrack. Oh, so good. That was so on repeat for probably like two months. when it Still came could, out. still
2: is, still yeah. is, and their score for Watchmen was unreal um, on a, the HBO Watchmen, mm-hmm. which was also utterly fantastic. Um, and they also their score for Soul, Pixar Soul, just now, like oh, so good, make me weep, man. Make it I'm playing at my office and crying alongside Thomas Newman's <laughs> Finding Nemo score. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: not crying. You're crying.
2: I Finding Nemo, dude. That played at a uh, we were at Disney World. My kids were a little younger. My wife was putting my son to bed and I walked down to like the general store in our the resort we were staying on to get a bottle of wine or something. Mm-hmm. And I passed the swimming pool where they were projecting Finding Nemo on an inflated screen uh-huh. and I turned around, ran right back to the to the hotel room and I was like, "Wake Elliot up. I'm taking him downstairs to the pool. He's going to swim and watch Finding Nemo." That's fun. And At a certain point, that Thomas Newman score is, like, swelling, and my son turns to me in the pool and says, thanks for bringing me here, Daddy. And I was like, like, I am so glad we're in water, because I am weeping everywhere. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: That's so funny. How old are your kids? So...
2: I don't even remember, man. There's so many of them, and they're so old. No, I have a 12 year old, a nine year old, and a mm-hmm. six year old or okay. seven year old. She's seven now.
1: Okay. I have a seven yeah. and a one. So
2: that's man. Fun. Seven's a fun age.
1: Yeah, no, it's not.
2: <laughs> she is better.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
2: <laughs> boy or girl for boy. seven? Both of them are so boy. So I am told. I am told that like. Boys are insane when they're younger and then they even out and then like what I've heard your too, girls man. are perfect when they're younger and then they'll turn on you right when yeah. you're around the same age. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. Can't wait. Yep. Um What else do we have in the list? Your plug in.
1: Yes. And render engines I am, don't count. I and am I, very interested I to we know can, this one. Why
0: well, that's the thing. You know, red giants listening, they're they're gonna Well they, they if you if you don't mention a red giant plugin, you know, right?
2: <laughs> this is the benefit of my job, and this is going to sound like I'm lying, but literally, like they could fire me tomorrow, and I'll tell you the same thing. Supercomp completely changed my workflow, like and completely like made my work as a compositor like it changed everything. Like mm-hmm. it's just one of the most my go to like useful plugins for VFX. Uh, Trapcode, however, is the thing that got me noticed by red giant got me my job mm-hmm. and it's also you know trap code is like work you know <laughs> building something in trap code is a lot like it's like piloting the enterprise if you can do it you feel like you are a scientist and mm-hmm. um i mean with any really you know robust plug or or a program um yeah, man, I got to say Super Comp cuz that's the one that really just like changed I, everything for me. And I R- would Red
0: Giants to. got the little eyeballs in the oh, chat. I, I know the chat's guy. not working on the screen for some reason. <laughs> I would reason, love but to see
1: YouTube. uh Supercomp become its own pro- program, you know. Yeah, Like yeah, I would too. Th- for me in so ideal world. I'm a bi- I'm a big dreamer, I'm a big thinker, right? I'm an idea, man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm in, a people person in,
1: in uh in my maxon ideal world. I mm-hmm. would love to see supercomp become its own program and be mm-hmm. able to or like even built into cinema and be able to use all the maxon stuff to get or the the, the maxon red giant stuff together in one universe you know that that's my ideal world i
2: that sounds awesome
0: and have all the so, red giant stuff in one universe right. a red giant universe
2: right. it universe. would be awesome and here's <laughs> yeah. the thing i'll tell you right now i know so little that i can literally sit here and tell you that would be awesome without having to sound like right. i'm like covering anything up <laughs> right. right we could be right. building it and i don't know but we may yeah. not be building it i literally actually have no idea if we are but what you just <laughs> no, described Max sounds very funny.
1: cool no i i like i i have always are. i have always felt and you know EJ likes to make the joke that jumping into After Effects is like going to mm-hmm. the uh, the rest stop toilet where you try and get in and get out as fast as you can. Oh, you
2: I don't totally agree with that. But yeah, I
1: like I...
2: There goes our chat. It's <laughs> working now. There we I, go.
1: I feel like, I don't know, like After Effects is, it's a great container, but then it's also not a great container. You know, I think that's all that After Effects is. It's a container yeah. that's what it's become at least a container for everyone else's operating plugins. system right exactly you know yes they have their own stuff their own effects and but it has basically become a container to where everyone else can make plugins for it right and
0: you know and what happens like, when everybody makes stuff for windows is that everybody stays on windows and then right. it's like oh well you could do this in linux I could.
1: Why what what why why would see my thought is with, with supercomp specifically, why would someone why would why would you want to rely on a container that can be broken, you know, or that can break your own software when you could just create the software yourself in an external program and then it not be broken you know you control whether it's broken or not
0: the the thing is there's an ecosystem around after effects mm-hmm. that's why people aren't like oh cap cap what is it called cavalry. cavalry 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 everybody's like oh my gosh it's gonna be the after effects killer well where is it now yeah yeah, yeah. oh everybody's gonna get into nuke or everybody's gonna get into whatever And then it doesn't happen. Why is that?
2: There's also something very fun, though, like, personally about... Now that I know I'm using Super Comp, I'm doing less compositing in my, like, in just the building construction of the comp itself Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and, like, in the animation. Before, you know, it was like I was doing a little bit of compositing here and there as I was animating or as I was, um, you know, doing layout even. like, But... Now that I know of super comp, it's like I know exactly the work. I'm a, even weirdly a more linear workflow in my head. I'm like doing layout and doing animation. Mm-hmm. I'm pre-comping just the right things in just the right way. And everything looks really bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's, and it's the same reason that like the way color grading and color correction has, has for, for a period of time, it became really subdued and flat. That was mm-hmm. like the style for a little while. Yeah. It was yeah, the worst. I really like that. Period of time, no one knew how to color correct correctly, and it, yeah, it was just always it was log. It was, just log. It was like, hey look, and you'd yeah. see like you'd see breakdowns yeah. where colorists would be like, "I uh here you can see I en- enhance the greens and the oranges and this to enhance," and it would be like nothing. It's like yeah, less contrast somehow from the log, like yeah. from yeah. the flat, like and. If you can 't fix it
0: feature it, right. and the biggest <laughs>
2: reason the problem with that is you work so hard on something you need it to suddenly r- come alive again at the very ele- at the eleventh hour of the project. you need mm-hmm. it to like something like color grading or something the mix does this too, but something to just mm-hmm. make it brand new again for your for, for your eyes have been staring mm-hmm. at it for all this time, so you can be pumped to release it to the you know to the world and yeah. to feel like it 's done and it's kind of, Super Supercomp really does allows that because you're like, I, I I do the whole comp and then I'm like, time to run it through Supercomp and I set it all up and suddenly it's looked bad for ninety eight percent of the process and now suddenly it looks like a million dollars yeah um mm-hmm. all of a sudden and I kind of like that process and so like having it in After Effects and this is me speaking of Seth Worley not at all as sure. Red Giant or Maxon sure. um. So, <laughs>
1: these yeah. opinions are, do not necessarily reflect
2: the max Hunter, God, or exactly. this <laughs> goes back to that Linda deck-to-deck no deck, that, that broken deck. Oh, what? Sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm just doing. I'm just doing fine print commentary.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> sorry. Just Go ahead, important. Covering, someone just, needs just to for me.
0: CYA for you, so you're all good. The um you keep your job.
2: You know, this goes back to the deck-to-deck deck SVHS. You know, broken. You know, thing is like there's something really satisfying about using something that may not be a hundred percent reliable. Um, in this case, talking about after effects, not super comp, but like there's something about making it work for you. And like that is really satisfying, um, for I guess sadists like me who (laughs) hate themselves. Maybe. Uh I don't know.
1: I I was just thinking the exact same thing. I, I don't know if I, I I think I typed up a tweet, but I never actually sent it. I do that a lot. And I said, (laughs) I swear, motion designers are masochists. They just love using programs that just crash on them every single day, and they love it for some That's reason. That's why
0: we all move back to Windows, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Oh God, that got dark. You're right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? I don't Which right. one? Well, that I? was my plug, Dave. Right? Supercomp. Okay. Supercomp. Uh, uh,
1: Supercomp. Every time I see s- uh, one of you guys working in Supercomp all I want to do is work in super comp all the time. Yeah. You know, y'all make it look so easy, but I just haven't had the time to sit down with it. Anytime someone says what's a great, uh, red giant plugin. Super comp is always my answer, even though I have never actually been in it.
0: That's funny. I like how red giant and Maxon both put the eyeballs yeah, right? looking in the chat. That's funny.
2: They're watching it's me. They're it's probably me the same, to be same person. Careful. Just logging.
0: It's in probably the same, one. same person. <laughs>
2: It's all Kevin.
1: Yeah, it's all Kevin. Kevin's just Kevin's hopping on down. from account to account.
2: It's actually yeah. not the same person, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah I, it's I'm, not.
0: I it's not. It yeah,
2: yeah, guys. Yeah, come Kevin's on. just Max on. Respect both people.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: what else funny. we got, Dave? Uh, let's see. We've got. I was looking at chat. It looks like the chat's good now. Uh, <clears throat> app. What is your go-to muscle memory app on your phone? <laughs>
2: So many of them, uh as we said before, I have too many things um, I use every day i don't know a day doesn 't go by when i 'm not i don't use i a writer day one air table shortcuts i've been using polycam a lot um, for uh, uh, lidar scanning uh, mm-hmm. especially as i've mm-hmm. been moving into yep. this new house and like trying to design you know put mm-hmm. furniture in a house and stuff and take measurements also mm-hmm. polycam is great for if you do a uh a buddy of mine told me show me this he, it's great for if you are like if you're shooting a scene like take a like lidar scan of your whole lighting setup in the set so if you have to come back for reshoots you can know exactly where That's you cool. had everything That's yeah. cool. um uh i this app I love lately that a friend introduced me to is called Craft. I think this the website is craft.do. Mm-hmm. And you guys are gonna be like another thing, Whirly. But yeah. it's <laughs> um it's like where I said airtable is spreadsheets on crack, craft is like documents on crap. Oh, like and it's I, it's been great for me to organize like so I'm planning a couple projects that are that are not they're podcasts. I have a couple podcasts that are in development and it's mm-hmm. been great to be able to put those uh, into, into this format because it's also a great, it, it's a great presentation tool as well. Um, mm. I'm using it for, you know, we're talking about that messaging for like when you book a guest and you want to give them, you know, your rundown and handbook of like, mm-hmm. here are the specs, here's, you know, I need you to record on your end. Yeah. I have one link I send them to this document and it's like a Q and a almost. And there's like modular of like where basically it's like the big questions are on top. And then it's like, if you want to know more about the pot, about the podcast, like here's some information down here. It's really great for organizing ideas, like early raw thoughts of ideas and, um, and also getting them in a presentable format. So I've really liked using that. Uh,
0: It looks like it has kind of a notion feel as well,
2: definitely, I think yeah, d- definitely,
0: yeah, in oh. fact, uh this person on Twitter said, just installed craft uh, docs app to look at a dock, and wow, this is slick, fast, native in- on Mac, sorry notion
2: yeah oh, this is I'm destroying notion in this episode, oh, for <laughs> mail, twobird is a mail app that I've been using, and I love a lot, uh really clean, it feels like slack, it's really uh. <clears throat> that aesthetically pleasing, you know, superficial superficiality of me. Right. But it's cool. I like it. What
0: about video games?
2: Um, so I haven't gotten super into something recently. Dumb app that I've loved recently <laughs> though, uh, playing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, bomb squad Academy. Okay. Um, All right. You're just snipping wires and tripping circuits and it's really fun. Uh, the last game that I got really into, oh, I'm really, uh, they just announced Oxenfree 2. I really liked uh, the first Oxenfree. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of like these. Uh, as in Olly Olly? As in Ali yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a narrative kind of RPG puzzle-y kind of game. Those are my kind of thing. I love, okay. uh, my favorite game of all time is Portal 2 because oh, so I, I love I love any way you can turn a puzzle game into a narrative and that one also works in like character so, so well yeah mm-hmm. um, that game's still perfect in my eyes uh, but what did I I'm always late to games I'm not again I grew up <laughs> my I wasn't allowed to have video games, so I'm always like defining things two years after uh-huh. they're big so like, I just Mario? recently yeah. played Uncharted Drake uh, uh, uh mm a thief's end and it was like this is the coolest game i've ever played i freaking mm-hmm. love this um but i'm also a filmmaker so i get really into really cinematic games yeah. like halo 3 blew my mind when it, when it first came out i remember yeah. i bought an xbox just to play halo 3 cuz i was like this is a freaking movie <laughs> i bought Everything an xbox yeah. just
0: to play halo 5 <laughs> yeah? yeah yeah nice i bought a uh, new xbox just to play the new version of Halo that has slightly better graphics, right? Nice. And
1: I was on an, the last version of the Xbox, which has those better graphics. So I bought an Xbox, <laughs> and see no difference. <laughs> <for it's...
2: laughs> nice, Whoops. yeah, excellent.
0: <clears throat> yeah. you're gonna have to play. Do you have Halo Five?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't even know there was a Halo Five.
0: Oh, yeah, man. it's it's like five or six years old at this point. It well, is, I yeah. thought
2: it moved into the spinoff stuff where it was like. Halo prequel Reach stuff and halo yeah
0: yeah that no. was temporary was. this is the best one by far all the things you can do you can run now you can mm-hmm. is it still master chief and climb and all that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah. halo's in there
2: you can halo halo's in there yeah yeah halo's halo in there. <laughs> good uh
0: yeah you got to get on there with this man you got to play some halo 5 it's fun yeah. That's all it's I definitely do. the best version um, last one last question and I know Matt I think has Do you have to go do you have a hard out or you I do today? I gotta
1: pick up my kid at oh, 250 I you have to hurry. leave the house at 250 so we still okay. got some time
0: we uh, all right because we got to get to the drop yeah but the we'll last the question quick. is a uh, life hack and Mitch yeah. Myers says you turn the grill do you turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese
2: that's great I love that one yeah
0: mm-hmm. So what would you say? And this doesn't have to be like life hackish, like in the toaster kind of way. It can be about productivity or, mm-hmm. or anything really.
2: I, um, <laughs> trying to hmm. think of the right one. So there's some really nerdy ones I could dive into. Mm-hmm. They're very niche. I'm thinking.
0: What's your number one? What's your biggest, most useful life hack?
2: Well, my most useful life hack is my whole like side company. Um, it's the way that I outline stories is in the form of a clock. If instead of laying out a story linear from beginning, middle end on a line, oh. picture it like a clock and, and use symmetry to extract ideas from what you already have. So when you get an idea for a story or, uh, or a wedding toast or anything that's narrative in any way, um, mm-hmm. You get you start with some ideas. You don't have like a fully formed idea in your head, you, but you have like I know I want to talk about this. I know I want to talk about this, and I know I might want to end with this. Maybe I'll open with this. So you start with this blank clock, and you put stuff where you think it could probably fall, where you think it will probably happen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you find the gaps and the blank areas, and then just look on the opposite sides of the clock and see is there something over here that I can set up or or oh, build okay. or That's or so like good. foreshadow. Is there something up here that I can build on or pay off? And it, it's a really, really, really great way to very quickly uh, get to a full outline and, and in a way that's organic and you're not. I had a film professor once tell me that comedy can only be extracted it can never be injected and I feel that way about story ideas in general that like the best stuff needs to feel like it was extracted from something that was already there and mm-hmm. so that's my process for mm. for writing and outlining in that way and if you want a notebook to be able to do it you can buy the story clock notebook at plotdevices.co or the story clock <laughs> workbook at plotdevices.co but that's that's my ultimate like number one life hack and that's helped me tremendously in writing in in giving wedding toasts in writing uh writing and directing commercials and ads in writing mm-hmm. ad copy um everything man that's like that's my mm-hmm. number one thing
0: all right i'm going to have cool. to do that that's next great right something i really like that
1: yeah. i really like that thanks i like yeah. that a lot
2: thanks cool cool guys this was so freaking fun thank you for having me
0: yeah yeah now we got to do the drop we got to do the drop we'll make it quick let's do it yeah you ready <clears throat> let's do it let's go
1: to drop drop it is this the fucking my this is exactly what i should be doing ah! what's up and welcome to this week's episode of the drop your weekly source for all things nft and crypto art as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the mograph industry joining us today is mr seth Worley. Thanks thank you for joining us um let's uh me. let's jump into this it's uh it's a pretty cool let's do it it's a good week let me see. I I see. would just
0: like to add, uh, if you haven't heard about it, to check us out for the live episode of The Drop this Thursday. With Correct. David Aryev. and Luis Miranda and special guest collector Peter, I hope I know how to say his last name correctly, but Peter Costi, I think it's Costi. Mm-hmm. Sure, costing. we'll go with that. So Thursday, yeah. awesome. We'll okay, so uh, notable
1: drops uh, uh, and a reminder for everyone: if you're doing a drop, feel free to send us in. It's uh, info at mograph. dot yep. We will uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, post them for listener drops. Um, let's see. First up, we on the big places, Nifty and Maker's Place. Four twenty six. We've got Ruben Wu. Um, I, uh, Ruby and Woo, I don't know. I, I, I saw this one. I thought it was really cool. It was, I don't know if he's actually, or Ruben. if they're actually light painting or whether, and those are, that's photography, but you know, it feels like some of those classic, like Beeple, Stuzor, you know, glowing s- sphere type stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we've got, uh, Max Wayne and Nate Hill. Uh, this one I specifically put on there because I thought it was awesome that it seemed like the musician was all about supporting the drop. So, uh, uh, if you're doing a drop with a musician, I definitely recommend having the musician, you know, post it because otherwise I don't care if you, if the musician who's doing a drop doesn't care, then neither do I, but I think this one's cool. I thought it was really pretty. Uh, I, I love the, uh, the noir, aesthetic of it you know super cool stuff that's on the 26th which is today Um, next up 427 we've got um, I'm going to say this name wrong Luigi Honorat and I don't even remember what I put oh yeah I thought this one was super cool it's like some of this like uh, glass type stuff and I I don't know like abstract neat stuff I thought that one was uh, uh, pretty cool so uh, that's a fun one to check out Uh, next uh, the same day this one was super cool and I'm going to mess up all these names because I, I, I don't know them. Uh, Steve Aoki and uh, Macy mm-hmm. Kusara? i'm sure i messed that up that is a tough one super cool 2d looking like very studio ghibli type animations like way way cool and um these ones they've got some open editions for only like 333 bucks it's a really great entry point for people who are looking to get into any sort any sort of collecting or anything like that um and really pretty stuff um Next up, four twenty eight. Uh, we've got uh, our good friend, Mister uh, Frederick Duquette, uh, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Fuckrender. People know him as Fuckrender. Um,
0: now, I don't have a link for this. I
1: don't have a link, right? Because he didn't post anything. But because we he's know him, and we know he's not shilling anything, yeah. which normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything about. But because we know him, we know he does good work, and we know that his, uh, his, uh, he doesn't need to shill. He doesn't need to shill anymore. Right? He's worth like four million dollars, right?
0: <laughs> Something.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, so he's got a drop on 428. Uh, 429, Cruella and Sasha Vinegordova. Uh, Sasha, we had on the show last week, you know, and she was talking about her drop. Um, so super excited about this one. This oh. one will be pretty cool.
0: You mentioned this earlier and you said something about Cruella and I was thinking yeah. Yeah. it had something to do with the Cruella Deville movie. No, 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 no. Coming out. Okay. All right. Now I know who <laughs> no. you're talking about. With, with a, uh they collaborated
1: on uh on some stuff. Yeah, this one's going to be uh this one's going to be good. So, uh next up and I think uh the big one uh 4:30 mm-hmm.
0: will be Beeple.
1: I didn't put a, a link there, but, you know, basically... Is it is
0: there something up? Do we know what it is?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got four pieces that are coming up. Let me see if I can find it on okay. Twitter it, uh, real quick. But is it on his Twitter? Cause it it I is on go his Twitter, yeah. It. So oh, okay. he's got I'll just go four it. pieces coming up. Uh, I believe they, they're either a dollar or they're $7. But oh, according it, you know. to his Twitter or whatever you have to answer questions about the everydays in order to even be eligible
0: is it going to be something easy or is it going to be something like like you have to like dig I I have
1: no idea so I don't know either way that could be fun I mean if you're willing to put in the work you can sell it for you know a a fair (laughs) amount of money or whatever but all of these uh, yeah go down all of them include uh, physical copies and stuff
0: yeah I
1: know I thought it was pretty cool so that's uh 4:30, I believe that's Friday. Is that right? to 9:30. Yeah. So Friday, so, yeah. uh, 4:30. So that'll be cool. Go down one more, Dave. And all the video things, for it is, is weird, man. I like I, I I love you, Mike, but man, I don't know the poop what in your pants are you thing. About? Did you ever see the poop in his pants thing? He was like pooping in his what? pants or something like that, and it was what really weird. I was like, all right, I I don't, I don't uh, the, whatever. Who's
0: pooping their pants? <laughs>
1: sure it was mike who was pretending like uh, he had he just was in underwear and he was pooping his pants so where, I, you,
0: where is this video is this like a, an
1: instagram it was, story? it was on instagram yes this
2: sounds and like it, mike it doesn't sound it, very right. formal. I mean, it all. sounds right. normal to me it
1: does i but. guess yes but still like it was it was weird and i was like oh um, mike i don't know like i don't know i feel like he's like okay i'm rich i'm i'm the <laughs> one of the biggest artists in the world right now uh i can do whatever i want if i want to make a video of me crapping my pants i can all right cool it's funny it was weird yes it was very weird wow. so uh yeah but 4:30. you know uh you know that's uh that'll be good and you know if it's mm-hmm. only a dollar you have no reason not to um cool that's right next up on makers. prices you can't afford not to <laughs> right <laughs> Um, For uh, Maker's Place on uh, 427 tomorrow, uh, Alan Bolton and House Trap. I thought this one was really cool. You know, one thing I got to say that I really like about uh, Maker's Place is they actually give a preview of what the drops are going to be, you know, versus relying entirely on the artist to post stuff. I I, I feel like there's so much more cryptic on uh, uh, nifty drops and stuff. You never know what you're going to buy until Mm. literally the second it drops so if you go down
0: house house trap yeah i don't know i wonder if related to dead mouse somehow i I would
1: assume so um centered around past clients it's a
0: multi-genre platform extensively serving as an authoritative voice for dance music heavyweights like skrillex feed me chris like i don't know rez well okay well skrillex and rez are on the mouse trap yeah yeah okay and more. Dead mouse's prolific mouse trap label. There you go. Goes home to some of the lo- okay. Okay. So okay. That makes sense. If you sense. go down is you can see related. what the
1: actual piece is. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, okay. kinda pretty looking stuff. You gotta hit play. So um neat looking stuff. I like that. I think it's cool, you know. Uh very it's very it's very the uh the NFT, you know, aesthetic.
0: So, does it have a name? Uh does this piece have a name?
1: The drop. I don't know.
0: Draw. I mean, that's anyway. just says that that's oh, yeah. mind games. I was mind gonna games. say there they should go. call yeah. it mind games, but right. it's called mind games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, uh, 429, uh, Lucas Zanotto Uh, I feel like I've, I've we've seen this artist before, but anyways, this was super cool. I love oh, yeah, it. we totally, we yeah. totally have. This one is so much yeah. fun. I, I love this one. So, yeah, because really he creates
0: all these satisfying animations, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and I love, like, I love that. These.
1: It's so neat, so neat. Anyway. So yeah. uh fun little animations and stuff.
0: Those are so, fun. See these would be great ones to have displayed somewhere. Yeah. I did buy, by the way, and I'll let you know how this goes. Mm-hmm. I bought some things from uh Infinite Objects. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll cool. see how that uh how the how those turn out. They're in the box. I haven't opened it up yet. Cool.
1: So as far as Any the other? uh no, that's it for the uh, oh, the okay. main drops. Um uh, community drops. Uh, first up, we've got uh, Raid Zero just did a uh, drop on Foundation. Uh, super cool stuff. Uh, we love ourselves some some fill. Some, some Raid, Raid Zero. Zero, yeah. Some village. Um, next up, we got Sakani Solomon. Literally just dropped this like maybe a just few hours ago. Announced this um, yeah. on Twitter. So this is a drop on super rare oh i love this it's one a short film yeah and yeah. if you want to you can see the behind the scenes on um on uh uh one of the maxon uh mm-hmm. it was either nab or sigrap i think it was nab yeah it was uh, a
0: little while ago it was
1: yeah it was a while ago but like yeah. he broke down the entire thing and it was super super cool that's awesome he's got that one up for sale yeah. that's great um uh next up we got uh, uh let's skip ross and gurns real quick because i want to talk we'll about come those. back to yeah. that yeah, yeah. Uh, next one up is uh joe dia uh did a drop on hick tunic i don't know how to, i don't know how to say that that's I, that's yeah. the
0: one that everybody's that's yeah that the one's one the Tokyo new hot Megs shit right now just because everyone's out. super yeah.
1: excited because you know there's very little mint fees but i think you have to buy everything in tezos or something i don't know yeah
0: yeah you have to buy uh, it in like some random yeah currency
1: anyway uh that yeah. one next up we got sarah gibson uh sarah gibson did her uh oh, her where, uh,
0: oh you got that cool. yeah
1: you got it I'll put it in the dingus it's right. in the I dingus it. uh this it one on rareable
0: love this one. Oh no something, something went wrong,
1: went wrong.
0: no hold on i'll get it i'll get it he'll get it it's- he'll get it it's probably something technical. Uh, it
1: was the one I, I believe we talked about this when she was on the show. Um, it was the NFT. It was the 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 glitter with the poop. I love it. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. But she mentioned anything
0: it. to load on here? No. Is, is Rarible being weird? Uh, Let's
1: it. Say. I think it worked. For, yeah, it worked for me. It's called Fudge. Factory. It's probably
0: on her Twitter, right? I'll just here. go from there.
1: Here, there you go. Did that oh, work you put for the you? Link in the yeah, there you go in the dingus see
0: fudge factory fudge factory there we go wasn't she talking? yeah she was talking about this one yeah yeah okay so there we go there we go now we got it you
1: got it oh yeah it's so good i love it i love it it's so good so that was sarah gibson
0: it's literally polishing a turd
1: (laughs) right right
0: (laughs) a little bit of glitter yeah
1: yep uh next up we got our boy G Rant. Uh uh
2: G rant?
1: G Rant posted a uh a new drop on uh foundation. Do you got that one too, Dave? Mm-hmm. There sure you go. Do. Super satisfying, very pretty. Love it.
0: <clears throat> I like the uh I like I wonder how he did the little pinky purpley thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Probably like
1: something in Houdini.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, okay, and now next up we've got uh Ross Morris. Ross Morris has been doing this thing called uh yeah. Cryptobiotica, I believe that's how you pronounce it. But mm-hmm. this is a new thing and I, I don't know one hundred percent about it. We need to get we need to get Ross on the show, like on an episode uh, yeah, of the drop in order do. to talk about this. He because, told me about
0: this way back in the day yeah, when he was concocting it.
1: Like he's been working on this for like a few, uh, uh, like a month or so, you know? Um, Check this uh, out.
0: A, f- a few years ago, that feel like decades now, our lab was tuning this interpreted imaging equipment that allowed us to glimpse the d- into the digital world as the physical. Okay. So, so it's like this virtual lens. So these are, these are like close-ups of these digital Mm -hmm. elements like the digital life forms Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah i guess Uh,
0: the small dots littering our imagery imagery believed a to be a simple noise issue the whole time appeared to move from frame to frame in a way that noise artifacts should not as we skipped back and forth between them Mm -hmm. so
1: it's interesting. So if Yeah, you click you're going to have to follow this. Click on the yeah. Gernge, uh, the Gernge Maker's Place oh, okay. uh, link. Is this related? So, yes. So Gernge did... Oh, I didn't know that. So it's Cryptobiotica, oh. right? All right. And Gernge did one. This is the first phase oh. evolution. And it was discovered oh, by Gernge. I don't know. It's really, really interesting. I have, like... I, I yeah I love the story that's built around the NFT. So I, there's I don't, a, there's
0: a way that like these can evolve. That's the whole cool mm-hmm. part about these is that you, these can mix and match and like have babies or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, look, parent species Ether Pearl and Shifter. This is a great.
1: This is a great is idea. A
0: great, yeah, this yeah. is a super cool. We got to get them on the show.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I think yeah, that's all we've got out. for the community drops. Got,
0: gotta catch them all,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Right. Seth, Not have you normal. dropped any NFTs?
2: I have two. Um, they're rather silly. Well, one of them is. One of them, if you, I'm on Foundation, uh, the Seth Worley, uh, there's one called Honey I Shrunk ET, where it's the oh, nice. uh, Skolinski Skilins- shrink ray machine shrinking my ET prop replica. And that was more of an experiment. And, well, they're both experiments. The other one is... Um, the earliest VFX shot from Darker Colors, which is a feature I'm still developing, been a short that I made for Red Giant last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on there. I don't expect... I've not expected them to ever. So, I am considering minting my very first short film I ever made. Really? Um Uh, just for fun another experiment Um, it lived from all the way back in 2003 shot on Mm. mini dv uh, with my little brother when he was 12 years old as the star Mm -hmm. Um, but if that goes up then you can find it there at my uh, foundation profile that's cool
1: cool very cool uh oh oh he's back oh Oh, look who it is hello dorpy how's it going it's good we meet again
4: Yeah, sorry I'm late. I was buying some Dogecoin. (laughs) People say that crypto's crashing, but I say uh, they're just uh, crying wolf.
1: (laughs) I love the look on the side. It's so good.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But honestly, I think the NFT space is just finally normalizing a little bit, you know? Yeah. What I do know is that there's definitely what they call a long tail... Yeah, yeah. So this this industry will keep going strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not an economist, though. I just have my master's in barkeology. <laughs> barkeology. Anyway, anyway, yeah, uh, it was good to see you. I got to go. I'm <clears throat> uh, really, really busy doing these NFTs, and I have to finish up a rather large FTP file transfer on Fetch.
1: Ah, uh, Fetch. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth open for the Freaking it, dorpy man <laughs> <laughs> oh it's yep. so good yep. came yeah Kevin, for came for,
0: for the mograph stay for the dorpy come for the mograf stay for the dorpy dorpy check out his other stuff on tiktok
1: yeah it's good stuff follow us on uh mograph.com yeah anything right. else uh nft wise uh just make sure to uh, uh if you've got a drop coming up uh hit us up at let us Um, Uh also, uh, make sure to check out the special on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be going over like collecting and what it means to be a collector and stuff like that. Um, I think it'll be really interesting talking about that currently because, you know, with the NFT market kind of slowing down a bit, you know, I feel like, uh, I, and I, I do believe it's normalizing. This is the thing that I've been saying. For mm-hmm. months now, is that there's yeah. the big rush, and then it's going to become a normal part of every day, you know, and that'll that'll eventually be what it yeah, is. That'll be it, you know. Yeah, that'll be
0: Absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely. So, yep. anyway, uh, cool. Let's. Uh, All right. Let's get out of here. Let's Get
0: out of here. That's it for the drop.
5: The drop. Drop. Drop.
1: Is this oh, the fucking my... mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> See, Seth, All you, were, right. you were supposed to be singing during that time. What happened there? The drop, yeah.
2: it's happening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: dropped the ball on that one. Oh. Uh,
2: there I is. deserved that for not... There
0: it is. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all we got for today. I Seth, think that thank you was so a much. Pretty for, good short uh, show for, for guys. Uh, thank you for members. having me. This for was for coming so fun. And hanging out.
1: Uh, happy birthday, yeah. man! Thanks. Oh, we really yeah. appreciate you coming on the show and spending three hours of your time with us on your birthday. Thank you
2: for giving me something to do. This was a blast. <laughs> for real,
1: good. that's good. I I totally dig your work. I think the stuff that you're doing is fantastic. You, you know, guys too. I can't thank wait you. to see. Appreciate I, I can't. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. You know, I, I'll nice be man. able to say, I knew <laughs> Seth Worley I knew when, that guy.
0: you know, and maybe we can hang out in person eventually. Yeah. Good totally. God. Yeah. thing? Come to Camp I'd MoGraph.
2: Yeah. Come, come yeah. to Camp MoGraph. I'd love that. that yeah. I've always thought that thing sounded like a blast, by the way. Yeah. So.
1: I know. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure Red Giant purchased a couple tickets. So you should be in there and be like, yeah. hey, give me that ticket. Give <laughs> me that yeah, ticket. There you
0: go. So <laughs> True. <clears throat> cool we're gonna uh, get out of here you can rate us on itunes leave a review you can also subscribe on your pod catcher of choice helped get our ratings up i haven't gone and looked at reviews in a while i don't know if anybody's no, written haven't. anything on itunes or whatever but you can also <laughs> yeah, subscribe give us a review. To our newsletter. i don't know if it's, uh, if yeah. it's there or not. <laughs> uh, only if it's good yeah and <laughs> the newsletter goes out every once in a while um i try to do it like monthly and things just mm-hmm. so you can get an update on what we've been up to what we've been doing what you may have missed mm-hmm. there's always an article or an event here or there we don't expect you all to be completely obsessive about us but right. uh, the newsletter will help you find out the stuff you missed so Subscribe to that. You can also say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee. Mm-hmm. The Paul Bab Feel the Bab classic 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Do- Doctors Without Borders. Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long-sleeve tee. That, that render is fire t-shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically. Unless you're shams. Unless you're shams. Yeah. And the MoGraph Blandishment Retro Throwback shirt. And that's about it. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, mograph.com. And Seth, if people want to find you, you've got com. What about what about like Insta and all that? What are you?
2: On uh, Insta I'm the Seth Worley, and on Twitter I'm Awakeland 3D.
0: Awakeland 3D. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it was back vocal. it was it was from back in the days before we all used our names for things.
5: Right.
0: <laughs> that's how that's how it happens. You get stuck with that one screen name. Yep. From, you know, 30 Wolfman years ago. Three, seven, nine. That's some amazing. stoner Butt or egg 69. ends up with your real name
2: yeah. before you can know to get to it.
0: Right. <laughs> Seth Worley
2: 420. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my full name. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know why it's, of course, it's taken.
0: Took like my whole full name of my whole uh, legal surname of Seth Worley 420. <laughs> that's, funny. That's, like, that's like Elon Musk naming right there. You can't right. put numbers in your name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome well that's it we're yep. that that's it thanks a lot again and i'm sure we'll be seeing you around the interwebs mm-hmm. and maybe on some Maxon streams and things like that so yeah man totally cool all right we're gonna get out of here until next time i'm dave and i'm matt but i'm not <laughs> have a good one later yo